Welcome to the Truckers Mind Podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy, Kate Things. All right, man. We'll get right into it. We got a guest this week, Tyra Gray. Hey, y'all. Thank you for having me. Yes, sir. Yes, yeah. ma'am. Sorry. See, we're, we're, we're so, not used to... Yeah, we're so used to so having much boys testosterone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not used to having est- estrogen on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's cool, it's cool. What is this honor? I'm happy to be here. You First can call me bro. Guest. You can there call you me go. bro. It's cool. Nah, that's weird. Nah, nah we can call you bro. <laughs> Well, Tyra, uh, for all those that don't know, she was in uh, Keith's movie. Go ahead oh, yeah, and elaborate yeah, 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 on yeah. that. We had a movie, Confessions. It's like platinum nowadays. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just fine. And she was a leading actress in there. So Lisa? Yeah. Yeah, it was fine. She it was did fine. her thing. First time acting also. So yeah. Check it out on YouTube. Type yeah. in Confessions and then Finesse and it'll pop up. Yeah. There you go. So tell the people a little bit about yourself. Um. Well, okay, I don't know. I'm a I'm a motivational speaker. I do poetry. Mm-hmm. I'm an artist. Um, I don't know. I don't really know much to say about myself. I'm just here. I feel like mm-hmm. I'm cool down mm-hmm. to earth. I like to talk. Mm-hmm. So yeah. There you she, she followed all that up saying she don't know what to say about herself. <laughs> I love, right. I don't it's know such a hard about, question. Yeah, yeah, I don't know what to say. Tell about me it. about yourself. Well, uh, <laughs> I don't know what to say about myself. I graduated first. <laughs> I'm 27. You know, I got no kids. All right. There you go. Oh, there was a guy, um, shout out to Caesar. He was like, we kind of asked him to tell us about himself. And then he had this whole, like, he had a whole origin story. He was like, yeah, man, it all started when I was like a, a kid. I, think. I was like, wait, what are you talking about? We need the basics. We need yeah. the basics, man. What you like to do, what you don't like, you know? Yeah. What you good at? Yeah. Man. Shout out to Caesar. Shout out, Caesar. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Now that we've gotten that introduction out of the way, uh, we're going to go ahead and uh, get into something that's pretty funny, actually. Uh, for all those that were familiar with uh, Chris Hansen, you know, the guy that busts in the room and he busts these pedophiles trying to have sex with like 12, 13-year-old girls. Oh, God. And be like, hey, can you have a seat, please? Yeah. <laughs> who are you? Don't worry about who I am. Who? Uh, just have a seat. But no, man, are you a dad or what? The sad thing about that show is I found myself laughing more than being disgusted. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, I think that they is true. I don't think I ever yeah. really got mad. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because in the beginning of the show, you know, okay, he's a pedophile. Yeah. yeah. He wants to have. Yeah. I think you're just waiting for him to get called. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> they know what they was doing. And yeah. no, the, lies, the tone of it is like, like, I brought, I brought condoms. Yeah. <laughs> it does not matter. You were going to penetrate a child, bro. Yeah. Like, raw dog or not, it's yeah. not okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, I had pepperoni pizza. Yeah. I mean, the multiple offenders were sad. Some people oh, would go in there like four, three times. Yeah. Oh my what? Yeah, like I've Some seen like you'll see episodes like where like they will literally come back. Oh my god. I was just coming to see if she was safe, if she was okay. Yeah. Well, according to these transcripts, it'll be some nasty. And he the way he the way he read the stuff is like, yeah, so you said right here in the text messages that you wanted to hit it raw. <laughs> like, wait, what, what did that mean? Yeah. No, I mean like uh <laughs> shut up Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> like, well, right here we it shows you said I want you to put coconut grease in my butt. <laughs> <laughs> what made you come here today? That's what he was asking. <laughs> clearly, clearly, I wanted to, but I don't want to anymore. I'm trying to leave. Yeah. Or they would brush me. Get him. He's going out the back. He's going yeah, out the back. They yeah. turn in the swap. Quick. Yeah. Yeah, that's bad. Chris Hansen, bro. He I just, was coming here to tell her that it was wrong that she should be talking to a grown man. Yeah. He's like, but we have all these other messages that you left. Well, I was just saying that to test her. It wasn't yeah, to do anything. Yeah. She's a 13-year-old dude. girl. Yeah. Here's the most fucked up thing. It was fucked up about it. It's not just the action it's who these people are 
I've seen school principals that got busted for fucking with oh, yeah. kids. It's been uh, p- uh, political figures that have been busted fucking with these kids. Mm-hmm. And it's like, damn, you can't trust anybody. Bro, mm-hmm. Men would pull up in their wife's minivans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hopping out to go get the... Yeah. Wow, you're horrible. But you have children. You probably have kids. And they get so comfortable with the kids that they... Well, they're not even real people. But they get so comfortable with the 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 dateline people that they start telling them that kind of information. Like, yeah, yeah Thinking, I have a wife at home and, you know, I just kind of like doing don't this say on anything. the side. Please yeah. don't tell like well, I've seen one like where he came in and had the stuff and he like the girl went into the room and he was already getting naked so when yeah. they came in <laughs> he matches in his blue and yellow Spongebob yeah. boxers ready to get it I'm like oh bro this is embarrassing yeah. yeah Chris Hansen bro shout out to him yeah well this is the whole thing with Chris Hansen the, the ironic thing is he actually got busted recently for bounce checks yeah and they took him into custody and it just looks so crazy seeing Chris Hansen with a mugshot yeah. it's like you typically you see him as this father figure Put like this, this, this guy that's professional that's busting these pedophiles, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden he has a mugshot, and it's like this guy, his whole career is at, in danger. Yeah. Nobody's gonna hire him to do a serious job. He'll never be on Catch a Predator again, ever. I well, think- he got canceled in two thousand eight. He got canceled, uh-huh. Uh-huh. and then he tried to do how to another, catch another a, version of it. How know, to yeah. catch a, a fraud or ID thief or something like I that. Yeah, know. they did like a viral version where they were trying to catch like, you know, these hackers and stuff. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah. I don't think that, to me, a bounce check, getting arrested for a bounce check is not that big of a deal. Nah, but so they, I can see him still having some sort of career. It would be different. Like, when I first read it, I was like, oh, snap. Chris Hansen got, you know, arrested for... Like messing with kids or yeah, that'd have been ironic. Yeah, like, that's yo. what I was thinking initially. Then I seen a bounce check. I was like, oh, I'm like, well, he just, just broke. Yeah, whatever. So yeah, he, he has bad money management. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, get this man another show, yeah. and he'll do it right this time. <laughs> exactly. You know? That's what I was thinking the whole time. <laughs> like, they'll find a way to flip it. All he needs is Ryan Seacrest and yeah. to save his life because you know what he did for the Kardashians. Yeah. You know, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. But still, even seeing Chris Hansen. Like have a mugshot and even be in the yeah. in headlines and just being arrested at all. It's like, bro, you're an angel. Yeah, you know? yeah. You're a saint. Like, it what's going even, on? It don't even look right. Well, you knew you was broke before you signed a check. <laughs> you wanted to get in trouble. Thirteen thousand is crazy to, for a bounce. Thirteen. Oh my god. And just for merchandise and like memorabilia. You know what I'm what? saying? Like he basically signed a check to get T-shirts and mugs yeah. and stuff to promote whatever he was promoting. Yeah. What I'm th- thinking is like, who signs checks anymore? Old people. Yeah. <laughs> Like the only gotta, people that use text are old yeah, people. Yeah, yeah. You go in a grocery store. You ever been waiting behind an old person? Bro, I'm going to the next aisle, next yeah, line. Yeah. <laughs> Self checkout. Yeah, my grandma used to do those. <laughs> oh, I'm like, man. What are you doing? Bro, I asked my friend. I think last year if I could borrow ten dollars because I fell on hard times. Uh, she was say, "Yeah, come by. I wrote you a check. I don't oh, even no. want to pick it up. <laughs> no. No. Can you cash at me, please? <laughs> yeah. Ten dollar check? A ten dollar check, bro? Like what? I don't even have gas to get to you. Oh yeah. my god! But yeah, people still write checks, bro. Only if it's business stuff, I can see like doing that. Mm-hmm. Cause someone gave me a check for like something that I did, but other like a personal thing, just like that yeah. sounds crazy. Mm-hmm. Or paying for something at a grocery Probably store. Thought that like he could sell his merchandise and stuff like that, but. I'm going to be honest. If I walked in like Spencer's or Hot Topic and I seen How to Catch a Predator t-shirt or a mug, I'm not buying it. Nah. Yeah. I'm like, oh, you remember that show? Ha <laughs> 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 And then like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, remember that one? Like we'll have the whole conversation we had in the beginning just there. So yeah, yeah. But, yeah that yeah, sucks yeah. for him. Uh, yeah. You can't wear that merchandise. Nah. That sounds crazy. That's just weird to catch a predator. They're like, wait a minute. Are you a predator? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
What you know about that? <laughs> yeah, that's just unfortunate. That always reminds me of um, the Boondocks episode. Which one? The every time I see the uh, To Catch a Predator, because mm-hmm. they had an episode where they like they played on. They basically merged Chris Hansen and then the guy that likes butt. Oh, oh yeah, what's the name? Oh yeah, what's his name? I forgot his name. You know what I'm talking about? The, yeah, the, the rapper. No no no, 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 no. It's a, it's a dude named Oh Felice Johnson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, him. Yeah. Uh, prison. Yeah, the mm-hmm. dude that said uh, he said uh, uh, what did he say? <laughs> he said nothing's more important than a man's butt. Yeah, you think that's where Ha Ha Davis got his inspiration from? What? You know who Ha Ha Davis is? Yeah, like, yeah. He always yeah. like uh, guard. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah. He said. No, he said. Uh, uh, he said something. He said. Uh, man's butt is more valuable than money or something yeah. like that. <laughs> he said, in prison, it's more valuable than anything. He said, some, like honey buns and anything. <laughs> he said, a man's butt is the most valuable thing. Yeah. That, but I, on the Boondocks episode, they had they had that guy go into like a house and he flipped it on Chris Hansen. He was like, I know why. He was like, uh, he basically came out mm-hmm. and was like um, introducing himself like, hi, I'm Chris Hansen, like the whole little spiel. And then the guy flipped it on him. Like, I ain't here to get for no little boy. I'm here for you, Chris Hansen. Important <laughs> <laughs> mission. Yeah. Everybody leave. Get <laughs> all said, this on camera. He said, I know they call you Chris Hansen, but I like to call you Chris Handsome. Ooh. <laughs> 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 this is the funniest episode ever. But yeah. Oh, man. A man's butt. <laughs> wow. Well, you know what? I hope Chris Hansen figures it out. Me um, too. Hopefully he sell his shirts and his mugs. Right. He'll bounce back. Yeah, he gonna get be- a fashion over deal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, <for real. laughs> yeah right all right moving on soldier boy uh recently soldier boy had a viral interview with the breakfast club mm-hmm. and on that interview he talked about a lot of things he did in the past and you know how he innovated and how he put a lot of rappers and artists on and how rappers and other artists are taking things from him mm-hmm. and i laughed honestly mm-hmm. but soldier boy was able to prove all of these things like yeah. he literally went back and proved all of them. Mm-hmm. How do you guys feel about what you've seen in that interview? I think um, I, my initial reaction was like yours. I was like, "Oh, this Soldier Boy is a comedian," and then the information started coming out, and mm-hmm. I was like, "Wait a minute!" Like he really, like Drake did, really steal the same line <laughs> from his song, and yep. he did really have Tiger in his music video, and he did really have Famous Dex with a Soldier, like a Sod Money Gang chain on. Yep, and it was like. I just I could only bow down to him and just you know admit that I was you know wrong for ever doubting what he was talking about, but it's kind of those things you, you people like to kill the messenger. But mm-hmm. just because the way Soldier Boy looks and how he came up, like you know he started off doing the dance videos and stuff, but you just you got to put some respect on the man's name. Yeah, he's a legend. Mm-hmm. He was a uh, I don't know like he was saying in the interview he was never really respected you know mm-hmm. from Jump. Yeah, he said, I don't know like. Just now think of Bow Wow. You know how Bow Wow says he did so much for everybody. Yeah, this, yeah, that, yeah. Third, blah, blah, but nothing's factual. They're like, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, 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 they're, yeah. They're, nothing lines up, bro. You didn't do anything. Yeah. You know? But then, like, Soulja Boy literally is like, I started this. And, like, you can look it up. You can find it. It's it's on camera. You know, mm-hmm. it's here. It's there. Yeah. And, like, so I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's just he never had the respect. So for him to have it now, it's just like mm-hmm. he's, like, crying out for attention is what it looks like. Yeah. I think I think we're so used to rappers lying that we just dismiss <laughs> him. <laughs> But, like, when he started backing up the facts, you couldn't, like, what could you say? Bro, Charlamagne was on Hush. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he couldn't even finish a complete sentence because Mm -hmm. Soldier was passionate about what he was saying because it was the truth, you know? Mm -hmm. And if you could shut up, see the God. (laughs) Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and outside of that, say what you want to say about the way Soldier Boy raps or whatever, but he got legit hit songs. Yeah, legit yeah. ones. A lot of them, too. More than most rappers do, so, you know, what can you say? He, he made it, and he accomplished a lot. I think with Charlemagne, what it is is, when Charlemagne, this is the only thing I say I don't like about him. What I like about him is the fact that he's transparent, even when it's kind of fucked up. Mm-hmm. But, <laughs> but what I don't like is like when he, even when he sees, when he basically interviews somebody he really doesn't like, you could you could tell, like he doesn't care much for Soldier Boy, and he was just being sarcastic, but he was running out of sarcasm because Soldier Boy was proving all these points. Yeah, he said, yeah, we can talk. Like he'll bring up something. Oh no, we could talk about that. You know, yeah. you're trying to, oh, shots fired. Okay, bet. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about it. You know, mm-hmm. so everything that Charlamagne was saying, it was just like, so like, oh yeah, about that, mm-hmm. about that. So yeah, that was cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, the Both thing, Netflix. definitely. The thing too is that there he has a podcast called Brilliant Idiots. Him and uh, 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 Andrew Schultz, great podcast. Mm-hmm. I listen to it all the time. But this last episode, they literally like did like a parody and were sarcastic. Like ninety five percent of the podcast, and it really took away from the content that they normally do. Mm-hmm. Like the first beginning of the podcast, I thought was great. It was really funny, and then it just kept going with it and going with it and going with it. And I'm just like, dude, really? Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, they were. You know, they had came up with this whole scenario that Soldier Boy is really Jesus reincarnated. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, what the heck? Yeah, yeah. They, they they basically. Turned him into Jesus Christ, and then they played like a joke off of that. Yeah, but it's like at first it was pretty funny, and then it just wasn't. Yeah, and it's like I'm <laughs> not it just wasn't. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not trying to critique another person's podcast, you know, because we do podcasting. I'm sure somebody could try to critique us. There's no right way to do podcasting. However, I think if you normally put out content and it's rooted in certain way, and then all of a sudden, like you go away from that just to be like way too sarcastic and it mm-hmm. just dominated the whole podcast and I was yeah. just like man I was tuning out and it got interesting once Wax hopped on mm-hmm. once Wax hopped on that shit was funny I think some people don't know when to have a serious moment and when exactly. not to. there you go it just, that or how to bring it back like, yeah. yeah no but seriously that's a yeah 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah 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 cause it, like, it, like we said all the stuff he said was backed up with facts so why like why are we still making a joke about it no for real because we because Basically, the way the human brain works is it's like you want to laugh at this person. You want to crack jokes on them. And then even when you can't, you still want to because that was your objective from the jump. Yeah. And when that shit doesn't work, you don't have a fucking plan B because your only only plan was plan A. Mm -hmm. And now that shit's down the toilet. Mm -hmm. You know? (laughs) Mm -hmm. They probably did like, I don't know. Never mind. (laughs) They probably didn't do like, I don't know because... um, like, I don't really know much about Soldier Boy. They probably didn't even keep up with Soldier Boy. I haven't been uh, tuned into Soldier Boy, like, over the years. So it's just yeah. kind of like they don't really know yeah. what's been going on. They probably didn't give a fuck about Soldier Boy back then to even know. So yeah. then when he gets into the studio and then they start saying, giving him the stuff that they've been hearing mm-hmm. or all the stuff that they've been seeing online that's trending now. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to say this because mm-hmm. I thought that was funny when there I saw it go. online. And then he tells you, like, oh, ooh, shit, that is true. Oh, but yeah. they said this, too, because you haven't done your research. You're trying to, like, dog this dude out because yeah, you don't know you any go. better. Yeah. And he just flexes, like, on the thing. So now you just got to shut up and, like, let it be what it is because you didn't do your research, but you're trying to gas somebody because you're misinformed. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah. it, that's what it could have been. And, and age-wise, they're more out of the loop than we are because <laughs> mm-hmm. they're older than us. Angela mm-hmm. Yee, 
Charlemagne and DJ Envy are yeah. much older than us. So mm-hmm. I'm not saying they're way out of the loop, but I don't think they really indulge in Soulja oh, Boy. Oh, and speaking of that, like, so you know how they were saying in the interview how, like, Soulja Boy saying how, like, uh, uh, Ice-T was making fun of yes. him, Snoop Dogg was shunning yeah. him, and, like, all of these OG rappers were, like, saying, oh, he's not shit, but now, like, they're in cahoots. Now, if we fast forward to 2017, 2018, and now the beginning of 2019, the same fucking rappers, Snoop Dogg, Ice T and all them, they're making fun of like the trippy reds and the little Uzi verse. They're making mm-hmm. fun of like these new age rappers now because it doesn't look like what it looked like for them back in the day because mm-hmm. they're not into it. But now, since it's picking up and like Soldier Boy quote unquote created this new generation, now yeah. they're starting to, oh, okay, all right, got it, you know? So it's just kind of like it's, it's just repeating itself, you know? Yeah. But like he said, like, I mean, he started this new wave, he started the new generation, and now the new generation is just picked up and now it's popular, yeah. you know? Yeah. And so, I mean, a lot of stuff he's saying, like, again, it was factual. It is what yeah. it is. But eventually, if, if it's a wave and it, and it turns into a tsunami, either you're going to get sucked up by it or you're going to have to hop on, yeah. you know? So, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, think, I think the thing, the most notable thing he talked about was the social media stuff, like how he started with YouTube. And, like, I remember a lot of his old videos. He was just dancing in front of a freaking computer to yeah. crank that and stuff. Yeah. So, with that, it's like he really... You know, being having that foresight to know that if I dance in front of a computer screen, like people around the world are going to watch it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it transformed the way we view so- social media. So you no, can honestly. like directly see that impact that he had. And like it's it's a it's a very small time frame. I remember when I got my first self when I was like 12. And even then texting wasn't a thing. I'm 27 now, so that's like mm-hmm. a little bit over 15 mm-hmm. years ago, you know? Mm-hmm. And so texting wasn't a thing. The camera on it wasn't great. You couldn't record anything. That's when everybody had like the little digital cameras and stuff. So mm-hmm. like technology back then wasn't even amazing. No. So and so in less than 20 years, you know, it's like you could just see like where technology has came and like where we are now. Like yeah. he's been on a wave. Mm-hmm. That everybody's like on now. Now everybody wants to spend eight hundred dollars on a camera, nine hundred dollars on a camera. When mm-hmm. back then, it's just like all you had was like Soldier Boy music on your MySpace page. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So like he's been about this, and like we didn't even think about it. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. So like, I'm, but I, more importantly, he was a kid doing yeah. it. You know? Like mm-hmm. and like he said, like his like um, how Charlamagne has said, like you know, if Fifty Cent had a song, Soldier Boy would have a song with the same name. So if you looked it up, you would see his name next. You know, like yeah. he was just doing that with very the mm-hmm. different variations of artists who were popular then. Mm-hmm. You know, because if anything, at the, if if we had to really talk about it, Fifty Cent ain't did shit except for like the movies and yeah. stuff like that. But musically, nothing. Nothing. Yeah. You know, so we yeah. don't really know. I yeah. don't know, but yeah, Soldier Boy, he's doing his shit, bro. And I haven't done a lot of research, but I you have no choice, like you guys said, yeah. to respect it. Now yeah. let Baba get on that motherfucker, boy. If you don't go, <laughs> boy, if you don't go back to goddamn 1997 and leave us the fuck alone. <laughs> yeah, Shad he, Moss. He Soldier Boy even has a lot of entrepreneurial stuff he's doing. Like yeah. he has a gaming console. He has. Um, he had the clothing line. I, I remember the mm-hmm. like the yums. He had shoes and hats and yeah. big old like three X T shirts. Bro, and people were buying the console. Yeah, 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 yeah. Still, like, yeah, and even the clothes back then, it was like they weren't even like a real like they were just his brand. It mm-hmm. wasn't even like a collaboration. It was mm-hmm. just his brand, and people were buying it. I've seen people you know yeah. wearing it at BHS and stuff. So yeah, the yums, yeah. Mm-hmm. He was doing his stuff, bro. Shout out to Soldier Boy. Like, do the Soldier Boy challenge. Be honest. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, mm. instead of the Bow Wow challenge and everybody out here being frauds and stuff, yeah. like, can we have the rappers out there just do like a Soldier Boy challenge and like give us facts about what you started and what you created and like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, that's yeah. really the, the yeah. jug right there. What I've noticed, they've made memes off that. Like the Drake, they made memes <laughs> off that. Yeah. But they can't make fun of what he has done because mm-hmm. it's all there. Period. Yeah. 
Period. You know, they can make fun of, you know, Bow Wow mm-hmm. or Sad Moss, mm-hmm. but not him. I, I got a lot of respect for Bow Wow, too, but it's just like he really just, oh, man. He, he didn't have lied. to do what he did. He just lied. Yeah. Trying to make himself more relevant than what he was. It's mm-hmm. like if you're not relevant, it's almost like he forgot what but, worked. Bro, Bow Wow started so much. He did. What? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. you started so much. Like you like representation matters, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like all these other little black boys that want to be rappers, like you did that. Yeah. Hold on to that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Not all this other whatever, mm. bro. That's a whole nother <laughs> 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 like, You that, you stood for something, you stand for something, and now you're just like slowly like taking away from that, just trying to yeah. be catch up with like everybody else when like, no, you started this. Like yeah. there wouldn't be a soldier boy without a bow wow. That's, That's a great point. Yeah. I mean there probably would be, but come on, you started it, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah. Like I'm pretty sure at one point in time, bro, Soulja Boy was like, "Oh, I want to be Little Bow Wow." Possibly, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, hella bitches wanted to be, "Oh, I want to be Beyonce." Beyonce, <laughs> Beyonce wanted to be somebody. You know what I'm saying? Everybody <laughs> wanted to be somebody. When it mm-hmm. came to the rap game, bro, if you're a little black boy, you wanted to be Little Bow Wow. And by default, Little Romeo was just the second, and he wasn't just as good because he was never Bow Wow. Because you True. always compared him to Bow Wow. Yeah, True. like yeah. it was it was Little Bow Wow, then it was Little Romeo, and that was they pretty both much had it. Braids and, yeah. Period. Everything. Like, and they were they were our age. And you they, know what and I'm and saying? And they it was were, it was little. Yeah, they were our age, mm-hmm. and like they were rapping about the stuff that we that we that we could tune into and the stuff that we liked, and so that was just it. And then mm-hmm. as we got older, there were more black boys coming up and trying to be little Bow. Everybody wanted to be little Bow. Everybody wanted to be so so deaf. Everybody mm-hmm. wanted Jermaine Dupree. They wanted that. They needed that, and mm-hmm. he was doing that. And now he's just fucking shit up. Yeah, yeah I think <laughs> a lot of people have a hard time transitioning away from their like the peak of their popularity. So mm-hmm. with him, it's like he can. Like people like Snoop Dogg have found a way to like transition um, from you know making you know some of the greatest music that we've ever heard into like spaces <laughs> where they're just hosting TV shows and stuff like that. Because respect, yeah, they maintain their respect. You there know you understand? go. Like, like like if Little Bow Wow would have just stayed on his wave and we just respected him, he could have went on to like because even when he was hosting 106 and Park. Oh, yeah. he's a, like when we lost Free and AJ, bro. Fuck, fuck. When I'm never watching it again. I, what is yeah. Channel Four? I'm not watching yeah. BET. Yeah. But Bow Wow's hosting 106 and Park. Yeah. Okay, we could tune in. Yeah, yeah. Now we're not, cool, now, now we not doing it. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Because he had respect and he lost it. Soldier Boy never had the respect. Mm-hmm. He 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 really don't have anything to lose. So I feel like right now he's like, okay, well, since I never, you know, he doesn't have anything to lose. So now he's really trying to get that. Like, look, yeah. hey. I really did this. I really did this. I'm over 10 years in the game. And that, that's yeah. 10 years in the game that you really did something. Like, and just 10. Crazy. You know, it, 10 to 15 years, you ain't even 20 in the game. You're not even that deep. You didn't start it. You started. And not even that. You, you're 10 years in the game with a whole new wave of hip hop. Yeah, very true. You know what true. I'm saying? Like, so, like, bro, you really, you know, so yeah. I feel like right now he's like, man, y'all got me fucked up. Yeah. You know? Like, for real, listen. Yeah. That's probably why he even decided to go into the Breakfast Club. Because yeah. he's been yeah. quiet for how many years? Come on, bro. Yeah, and people been clowning him. So when yeah. somebody clowning you and you know what you did, it's hard to be quiet. Yeah, but see, look, two days ago when I wouldn't even care about Soldier Boy or the interview, whenever the fuck this happened, <laughs> I didn't give a fuck about Soldier Boy. But after watching it, I'm like, yo, yeah, yeah, yo, now yeah. I'm gonna go watch more interviews. Now I'm yeah. gonna go back and watch the YouTube stuff. Now I respect your boy. So, bro, yeah. give it like a year or two. Mm-hmm. Soldier Boy gonna come back and, and motherfuckers ain't gonna have no choice but to respect your boy because yeah. it's all factual. Mm-hmm. Get this nigga some time. This right here might have been a power move for him. He's not yeah, stupid. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? This this could have been a move. You don't know. You don't he only know. 28 too. I'm 27. Yeah, he only That's a year. Crazy. What That's am I crazy. doing with my life? That's <laughs> <crazy>. <laughs> well, your gaming console. <laughs> right. Well, I don't even like playing games. Now I'm even head ass. I ain't got no yums or no yum yums or no goddamn. I'm going to the drum board tonight. <laughs> Shit. 
Soldier boy. Yeah. Soldier boy, tell him. Yeah. His <laughs> concepts are so simple, though. And it's crazy how successful they are. Mm-hmm. Like a gaming, con- like the way he just broke down his gaming console. He just went to Japan. He had people to put together a game and put a bunch of different, you know, Nintendo, PlayStation games on there, mm-hmm. and just sold it with his name attached to it. It's That's like all you need to anybody do. Anybody could do that. That's really cool. Yeah. That's pretty dope. Smart. Mm-hmm. He's not stupid. They're all licensed games. Mm-hmm. It's not like he made up some bullshit. Like, it's all licensed games, well-known games, and it's Bro, like 800 games. And that's a whole yeah. other level of respect right there that you can think of. Like, And these people want to go into contract with you. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Like, they're yeah. willing to get... You know what? I can associate myself with Soldier Boy. I can do this. I can do that. Mm. Let Bow Wow do it. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we're going to get back to you. If we don't get back to you in three to five business days, just don't even call us back. You know? Actually, if he calls, send it to the secretary every time. You're not fucking with your boy. You know what I'm saying? There's a difference. There's a difference. Yeah. So that I think that in itself speaks well. Just from him being able to be even be in contract with like these different entities and yeah. people that like the rest of the world is in cool twist. So that's dope. Yeah, definitely. I don't know why I just thought about the uh, the whole B2K reunion tour. Oh, oh. They have it. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> not fucking with it. People <laughs> <laughs> don't I th- care. I think people like 2018, 2019, a lot of People are selling nostalgia now. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. Yeah, that's dope. It's pretty cool, but it's also annoying. Yeah. It's because nostalgia is cool when it's like. I mean, you have a Nintendo sitting right here. Yeah. 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 But oh. it, it's, yeah, that's the old Super, but that's not the original Super Nintendo. That's the aftermarket. Yeah, you know, the other one, big, big. Yeah, the other one is bigger yeah. than that. But I was playing some games and it took me back to when I was like fucking 12 yeah. years old. And mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I'm playing a game. But. Nostalgia is cool, but it depends on what you're selling. Today they had a, a, a movie that came on commercial for Pokemon. Horrible, <laughs> horrible, trash. trash. Yeah. Go back to the John board. <laughs> Go back to the John board, please, bro. I'm disappointed. I used to sit on on porches, bro, and play Pokemon cards with like my neighborhood friends. You want to come out with this shit? Come on, you're disrespectful. They're disrespectful. Yeah. Pikachu uh, wearing a hat. I'm upset. <laughs> Where the fuck is Ash? I'm upset. I'm upset. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's not the only thing. It's another movie that came out too. Is uh, but it's uh, like a, a remake or an older movie. I'm like, dude, you guys gotta come up with some new original shit. Bro, they fucked up Jumanji. It was only cool because Kevin Hart was in it. The whole storyline oh, was yeah. horrible. I, I didn't that. see it. Then yeah. like none of the new Jungle Books. It's a. It turned into a game, like a video game. And oh then my god! All the characters in the movie were like characters in a video game, horrible. and they came to life. It was oh, crazy. Wow. It was a good movie because it was funny, but it just wasn't what I wanted to see. Considering like I'm like you know when you're a kid, the original movie. You're like both. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. When I think of Jumanji, I think of Robin Williams. Mm-hmm. Period. Yeah. And a yeah. board game. Like the actual video game. Yeah. yeah, and then like the trees coming alive in your house and stuff. Like as a kid, your imagination, your house turned into a jungle, that's good shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But like me getting stuck into the video game and all stuff like that, bro, you yeah. can keep that. Yeah, I you think that they, they used the video game, video game probably to make it more relatable Modern. to the times. Yeah, for the times. Yeah. yeah, but they changed the whole tone. That's the thing that I hate about some of the remakes is they changed the tone of it. Like it's never the same tone. Either it's like a, they turn a funny movie into a dark movie or a mm-hmm. dark movie into a funny movie. Yeah, and Jumanji was pretty dark. Like yeah, it didn't. It had moments where it was funny, but for the most part, it was like it was a, it dark, was a dark movie. movie. Yeah. And like you really like you felt all the emotions. Like oh, I gotta mm-hmm. get out of here. We gotta win the game. You gotta do this. You yeah. gotta do that. Like in this other movie, it was just like whatever. And then it was sexualized. Come on, bro. Yeah. <laughs> like I got kids in my life. Like come on. You yeah, know? I got you. Anyways, they doing that with everything though. Sex sales, mm-hmm. but it's fucking annoying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we're all adults, but at the same time, it's like 
Come on, dude. And I be watching SpongeBob. They have some. They have some lines on there. I'm like, ah, I didn't catch that when I was ten. I yeah. got it now that I'm 27. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, I didn't yeah. catch it back then, but I get, I get it now. I see what you did there. Oh yeah. dang, that's yeah. crazy. All right, man, let's move on. Uh, the female standard of beauty. Um, uh, we could touch on the flip side of that too. Where did it come from? Like, where did it come from? Where? This is what I've noticed on social media. Why is it that when I go through a, a Instagram? It's almost like subliminally, it's like saying like, if you don't got ass and you don't got these huge eyebrows and this big old booty and all of this, then you're not not popping. Mm -hmm. When back in the 90s, like you could be Aaliyah, you could be uh, Mm -hmm. you could be all these women, wider spectrum, there's a wider spectrum. But it's like social media has changed the the scope that we view a woman through. Mm -hmm. And it's very unhealthy because I don't I mean, I don't objectify women like that, like. Oh man, she ain't got no ass. I'm cool. Mm-hmm. Like, come on, man. And there's people that really have allowed social media to like warp their fucking brains mm-hmm. to where they don't even look at people as people or look at women as women. Mm-hmm. Like, what's your thoughts on that? I'll elaborate more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's sad. I think that um, looking based on social media, you would think that your wife is going to be the most beautiful girl in the world. But mm-hmm. in reality, yeah. like, um, she's going to be in me. I'm just playing. <laughs> Y'all can't see me. I'm skinny. I ain't got no ass. I ain't got no titties. You know, can't sing. You know, I can cook though, and I'm smart. But that don't matter in 2019. So, what was you saying, Keith? <laughs> Shit. Oh God. no, but it's just like the chances of you marrying that you know upper echelon, that Holly Berry, that you know whoever we deem as the most beautiful women in the world is not realistic. But there's other aspects that you can fall in love with, you know, like a a person's brain, you know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) Pretty important. A person's brain. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So it's just like that. I I just hate it that, you know, we, especially young kids, because if you're, if you're young and you have an Instagram, you're in junior high or middle school. Brother, suicide rate. Yeah. Mm Or not, not that's important, but just the fact that um, you may grow up not even liking. I remember, like for me personally, I when I would see um, like these, like Jennifer Lopez's and Holly Berry's. These are like the most beautiful women, and I wasn't even attracted to women surrounding me because I deemed those women as like the most beautiful women. Bruh. So like people, like the girls in my school, I was like, oh, these girls are not even attractive because they're not that. Mm-hmm. But mm. you, you know, you grow older and your standards change. Um, and they become more realistic and then you find, you know, other things to be attracted to outside of, you know, whatever they yeah. have going on on TV. And, you know, but some people never go through that. You know what I mean? So it sucks. I was talking to my sister about this earlier. Like the the I was like, why is there even a standard? You know, like, why is there even a standard? Mm-hmm. You know, so the first thing that came to my mind was when it came to the standard um, was just like. The consumers. Like they want women to want to be this, to be perfect, to be this certain thing. So because we want you to be this, we're going to sell you all of these beauty products. We're going to sell you all of this stuff. We're going to give you all of this stuff and we're going we're gonna to make you want to buy it. We're gonna, we want you to look like these Instagram models. We want you to be like this ideal woman. Because what do they teach women? What do they teach little girls? They teach us how to be wives. You know what I'm saying? Like, and they've been teaching us that since back in the 50s. Now, we're, we've become more independent in today's age. You know what I'm saying? As far as, like, going to work and, like, not being a housewife and stuff like that. But they literally teach us 
to be mothers. They teach us to be wives. They teach us to take care of a man. They teach us to be perfect for a man, quote unquote, versus men. You guys are taught to go out there and do what work, you know, and a lot of times some of you guys aren't even brought up to really respect women. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're not taught that, especially, and I talk about this sometimes, even in, like, single black women, you know, like, you dog the dad so much, it's kind of like, how, how can you teach a young black man to be a black man if you're dogging his father? You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? How can you teach him that when you're talking so badly about him, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, I'm just like, why is there even a standard of beauty? <clears throat> but yet there is one, and I think it's for consumers because, and even when it comes to a big farm, I know this is going way left, but, like, why would you sell me a cream to lighten my skin if it's not going to be permanent? You know what I'm mm. saying? Because you have to keep buying this product now. Mm-hmm. You know, like your eye rejuvenation, you have to keep, keep buying this product because they're not going to give you an end-all cure-all. Mm-hmm. You know, so keep buying this product for me. Keep getting this for me. Keep, come, keep coming back to get um, plastic surgery. It's going to fuck up, but you have to come back every three months to get this. You have to come back for yeah. this. Keep spending money. Keep spending money. And then my sister was saying stuff about like how they just want women to feel less than. You know what I mean? Like, it's like a control thing. It's like a power thing. Mm-hmm. You know, have to be inferior to a man and things of that nature. So when it comes to beauty standards and stuff like that, they just, mm-hmm. I don't know, it's beyond me. But I know that being a woman in today's age, like, like I feel like I am very insecure. You know what I mean? Like, watching, like, looking. Like, I, you know, I don't follow one celebrity on any of my social media platforms. Not one. You like, don't have to. You know, it's, I, I don't. Yeah. yeah, you don't have to. But it's just like looking at their lifestyle and like and 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 really acknowledging myself, becoming envious. Like, damn, she got a fat ass, or damn, she's beautiful, or. Mm-hmm. But then remembering, like, hey, Tyra, like she has the money to pay for her dermatologist and the lace front wigs, and then you know for the trainer that does all of this stuff. You know what I mean? So it's just like there's so much that goes into beauty that people don't really understand, and it's like, bro, you didn't just wake up like this. You know, you you spent a year modifying yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, like even if you were to take Accutane to get rid of all your acne, it's a six months process. You know, mm-hmm. so I don't know. I think a lot of it is is our fault as men. And the reason why I say that is this: the reason why I say that is because it is the standard of beauty. <laughs> as men, we're leaders, unfortunately, and some of the things we do and the way we project our energy to women, a lot of women want to please us. So mm-hmm. you'll see tons of women that will have this plastic surgery. And had these big old fake titties and fake ass and dudes putting heart hearts underneath the comments and oh you're so beautiful and it's like dog that's not who the fuck she is mm-hmm. right you know you're you know you're champion you're champion like you're basically putting a crown on a woman's head when in actuality it's like it should even be there yo that made me think of something sorry sorry to cut you off. so like I think that when women see men they probably see security I want security for my man I want him to be able to provide for me, you know, because that's what they teach us. So then in today's day, today's day and age, you see these men with all this money and then you see the women that surround them and you see these men giving these particular women this money. Oh, that's what I got to do? This is what I have to look like? Mm-hmm. And then you watch TV shows and then you watch all this stuff and you see like this beautiful woman, just beautiful, making money, doing all this good stuff, but then the man is still cheating on her with like a younger version of what she used to be. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know. Maybe that could have a lot to do with it too. Like especially like with these rappers and like um, the celebrities and stuff that that we, that we do follow. Mm-hmm. You know, they're giving these money to the strippers. Like how how many songs do they have glorifying strippers and ass and you know throwing it? You know, so it's just like there's nothing out there mainstream to promote substance. You yeah. know, to promote the brains that we have and stuff like that. There's nothing really out there mainstream to promote like consciousness and knowledge True. and the appreciation for a woman's thought process and how she really is there to support you. 
mm-hmm. know, not even knowing that all these men that are famous have a wife right there that we don't always necessarily know about. Yeah. That was a backbone and helped him yeah. create whatever it is that but he has. They have, to continue, they have to continue to push that image because you can't say, like, I'm a happily married man in my raps. Like, that's mm-hmm. not that's not going to draw people in. Mm-hmm. What's drawing them in is them throwing thousands of dollars on big booty strippers. And it also, you proved the new point, but it proves my point how women want to please men. Mm-hmm. So if you're a woman that is, you know, you don't have this voluptuous body and you see all these women with voluptuous bodies and they're uh, around like two chains and and you know if you get this this titty job done then maybe he'll notice you or that guy that you like that don't like you all of a sudden he'll notice you no, I think it's that, for yeah. affirmation a lot of it a lot, a lot of times when women do that it's for affirmation <clears throat> and since they want to be affirmed you'll start seeing more of these type of women getting attention from us and you know I'm gonna interject Keith hasn't said anything I'm sorry bro <laughs> but like uh, um, I think that's how I spend most of my life <laughs> we, still, we still love you you know the quiet ones are the ones you gotta watch out for no, uh, <laughs> um, I say this all the time and um, but I don't think women necessarily I wanna say that women don't necessarily do a lot of the stuff that we do for men I don't get dressed for men I don't want my body to look good for men it's, it, it, I think it's like a competition thing too like damn she got ass like, when I get dressed to go to the club, I don't give a fuck about impressing a dude. It's just like, I know that there might be a girl there whose body may look better in this dress than me. So how can I make myself match up to what I feel like my perspective of, like, what beauty looks like, you know? Because mm-hmm. even me, like, going out last night, I'm like, dang, I won't wear this skirt because it's too tight. I don't look like my ass is fat enough. And it wasn't even about a dude. Because I yeah. know that niggas going to fuck regardless, you yeah. know? It's just like... There's another girl there That's that I'm real. just like, dang, she's going to make me feel less than because she has what it is that I want. I think I think guys are similar to that too. I think we we're competing with other guys. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. we want a better car than the next man. We want better shoes than the next man, and so so on and so forth. One thing I I was thinking about um, is like kind of a tangent. Is one thing that bothers me is um, the way people feel about gray hair. It kind of goes to like the beauty standards. Mm -hmm. It's like we're all getting older. We can't. We're every single person on earth is getting older right now, unless you're like Benjamin Button. But, <laughs> <laughs> but like, in uh, gray hairs is a a, pro, a byproduct of that. And I see. So I was just looking at the NFL after show, and an old man. I, he has to be like sixty some years old, and he's on there, and he has a his hair is like you know blacked out, and it's like you can tell that that person has dyed their hair. But I think if more and more celebrities started to embrace the fact that they have gray hairs that that would trickle that have a trickle down effect on to people you know now like regular general people in the general population anything natural yeah wow Mm -hmm. that's a great point go ahead and interject yeah yeah my name is Daz but um I was just say your name again I don't think they got it Daz yeah. How do you spell that? D A S. All right, that's yeah. simple. Go ahead. That's, that's, <laughs> yeah, that was legit. My like IG name for a minute. That's simple. But, <laughs> that's right, bro. <for> <laughs> these puns. Yeah, whenever there's a real Desiree. Okay, so it, it sort of reminded me of um, when we think about Egyptian times. Um, if you ever study, like they people used to mash their heads between boards to get this sort of like cone shape. Um, to to sort of like identify with with the higher being like an axis mundi to create a um, sort of upright um, thought 
So mm-hmm. it's like that idea of beauty was a, an idea of um, thinking of how can I uh, misshape my body to, to be beautiful. So it, the idea of beauty has changed throughout the years, but in a way that it was actually for the rich and the powerful. You know, mm-hmm. you, you had money. If you had money, you can actually be beautiful. Mm-hmm. You know, you had money to lighten your skin. You had money to put on a wig. You had money to, to, to put on this fancy jewelry because you had status. And I think, you know, we equated beauty with power for a really, really long time. And so when, you, when you've got this, this new revolution of people wanting to, to be powerful, having money, and you've got an industry where we can, anybody, anybody can be powerful, anybody can be beautiful, that's what it's all about. It's about that status. Mm. You know, it's, it's not, it's a, it's a competition. And that's what, that's a part of the human condition. It's about, mm. you know, what we have, what we're going to have and what our lineage will have. So this power that we're creating, this idea of beauty is, it's for all of us to, to really like, honestly continue this, this human race. And yeah. it, I mean, are mm. we going in the right direction? Fuck, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, that's why you see, you see this, this, this weirdness that's happening. It's not just, just like big asses. I mean, I was at the gym the other day. This girl had an ass bigger than my grandma's. And I was just sitting there like, how does she sit in her, how does she sit in a car? Because her back must not touch nothing. But it's, it's, that's a weirdness. But, you know, she might not have even have the money to afford her car that she's sitting in. But shit, you know, again, <laughs> Again, we're doing it for power. That's really that's really what it is. Wow, it's just power. That's yeah. that's definitely. Let's talk about it now. That's definitely a take. Yeah. Just hold the microphone. You want yeah. that? Yeah, I think one thing that I was thinking of. Just kidding. One thing I was thinking of that whole time is like there's there's no end to it. Like it's just like a a horse chasing a carrot. Like you can get a bigger butt, but you probably will never be satisfied because there's some psychological issue going on. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Like, every time you look in the mirror, you're going to find something wrong with you. So, that's I mean, the... Yeah. yeah, that's the thing. I think those people have to love themselves before, you know, they try to do any sort of, like, self-mutilation because that's not going to help And they don't anything. teach you self-love, bro. Yeah. No. They don't teach you self-love. They don't teach you self-love at all. They don't even let you even begin to even know what that even remotely looks like. It's just modify, 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 modify. Don't love yourself. Don't embrace yourself. Look like this person, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, they, they do give you an idea of what to, what to love. Well, I mean, what, who's the most powerful? But, Sorry. But they don't use the right, the right example of that. There will be a woman on Instagram with a fat ass that's fake and big old titties that's fake holding some diet tea talking about love yourself period and that is setting the horrible example that's mm-hmm. like somebody that's that's like some dude that's lifting 700 pounds in the gym and he's saying just work hard and dedicate yourself but you know he doing steroids and he not telling the truth right so you're setting this fake example of what self-love is rather than actually having a true example mm-hmm. if somebody that was i don't know i don't know let's say some girl that's 25 just the everyday, you know, going to college and she's like, I love myself, you know, I'm a vegan, this and that. Nobody gives a fuck about her. They're not listening to what she's saying. But the girl to the right with that big old ghetto booty, they're like, <laughs> oh my God, she is so thick. I want that. Mm-hmm. Because it comes down to what she was talking about, what Dad was talking about. It's actually power. It's like a power dynamic. No, when she said that, I'm like, it all clicked. Mm-hmm. You know, people want to be beautiful because with beauty comes power. True. You know what I'm saying? Like, even like the ugliest people in Hollywood, it don't matter yeah, money, power, and respect. And it doesn't even matter if they're ugly. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It's, oh, they're, but they're rich, though. 
Yeah. You know what I'm they saying? just look rich. Ugly and rich. Yeah, ugly <laughs> and rich. You know, so then, yeah, that's crazy. If, it's just if, all power. If ugly had a noise, what would it be? Uh. <laughs> 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 yes. um, I I'd like to bring up, like, one short, I, don't, I, really, I think her name is Jim, Jim, Jamila Jamil. She's Indian. And she's like, I'm sorry. She's like uh, Asian, and she's got this. Um, she's on like NBC. She's. I'm like, excuse me. I'm like messing up, but mm-hmm. she's in um, a, a, a show called. Um, I used to watch it. Damn. Don't worry about it. But um, her IG is like I weigh, and um, it's really about. It's about that that mess. You know, it's about that beauty, and really, it's trying to um, bring light to the fact that we have all these insecurities, and and it's. Um, Man, it's it's tough. It's real good, but it's starting to really talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and when we think about how we we standardize beauty, um, this this woman, she's trying to really, really bring that to life and just really um, show that you know what our beauty industries, what everyone is saying, it does have an effect on the way we see ourselves. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I I definitely recommend you guys like look into it. It's called it's I way under I underscore way. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's amazing, you know. She's she's already got like four hundred thousand people, um, you know, signed up. But mm-hmm. it's a it's a platform to really talk about how even beauty companies, how like people just represent beauty, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. start to really really humanize this stuff because everybody matters, not just yes. celebrities, you know. Shit, like it comes down to our children. Yes, so. that's it. <clears throat> Great yeah. point. Great point. Um, yeah, definitely. Uh, you know what's crazy too is there's like this the, the standard of beauty came from, you know, subliminally putting ads in like magazines and shit. Yeah. There was one that I seen, it was kind of like uh just some woman standing there and it sold like a, it was like Avon it says cuz nobody likes cellulite or whatever like that. That's and I'm the, oh, that's wow. what I was about. Yeah, and I'm just like, yeah. okay. Mm-hmm. Like real women, like what I mean by real women, real women don't have this Photoshop look. Yeah. Real women have a little bit of gut sometimes. Real women have a little bit of acne sometimes. Real women are flat chested sometimes. Like as men and as people, we need to understand we need to stop putting value, putting more value on other women just because they fit this status quo of what beauty is when it's all bullshit. I'm not the type of guy that's chasing down uh, uh, a chick that looked like Kim Kardashian. That's like not my thing because I know that's not real. And mm-hmm. I don't mean no disrespect to Kim Kardashian, but that's not fucking real. Yeah. I mean, like like Kylie Jenner is probably like probably one of the most powerful influence yeah. in the world today. And she's also like what like one of the youngest billionaires or about to be billionaires in the world today. Yes. You know, like she has influence, she has power. And like five years ago she had a body that looked just like mine and now she has a body that looks like the ideal there standardized idea of what you feel like beauty looks like. So even the most powerful most successful most influential woman in the world that has everything that you feel like she could have mm-hmm. still when altered what she feel like she needed to alter to to satisfy like these um whoever like the people that take the pictures for the photographers and directors or whatever you know she she altered her body to fit this standard and now when you get on instagram you have all of these women that look like that the same and then and then to take your way way back you know what i'm saying like they used to shun african-american women they want our bodies now they want our lips now they want mm. our color they want our melanin they want our hair you know that's why we're always culturally appropriated mm. like even back in the day 
black women with big ass booties would be in circuses. You know what I'm saying? Because of like how Damn. how our bodies look different from Western Circus Western. Booty? Yeah, like honestly, if you look at look, if you if you look at the caricatures, if you look at the magazines, if you look at everything they had, like they had us in cages. You know, mm-hmm. laughing at us, talking about our lips. You you guys see the pictures and the cartoons and stuff like yeah. that. They they they. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they hated us so much that they had no choice but to love it because we always sold. But now mm-hmm. it's just kind of like now these women are coming and they want to have what we've always had. So. I think one, one interesting thing is that I see there are um, some women that are on the opposite side also. Mm-hmm. Like a girl that has a big butt or a girl that has huge breasts that um, they, they're they afraid of the attention or they want to di- divert back to like a smaller chested person or a smaller butt person because of the attention that they receive for their body. So mm-hmm. that it kind of goes both ways. Like, yeah. you know, although, although you know, a lot of men deem, like, big breasts attractive, some of these people feel uncomfortable with people staring at their titties all day. Well, yeah. I, d- I agree. I agree and disagree for the most part. The reason why I disagree is because, especially women with big breasts and big booties, a lot of them have learned to embody that, and they love it. And it's not because... It's, it's mainly because of the whole society as a whole. I think a woman that's going away from that is a woman that has substance and her substance outweighs what she looks like. So she doesn't like the fact that she gets attention from that because she has more to offer. Mm-hmm. Okay. So most other women that have these big booties and breasts, that's why they have always, you see pictures of them on countertops mm-hmm. showing their booty or they got their titties eyes out in the club. And, and for the most part, like you made a point earlier, like I don't dress for men. I agree that you don't, mm-hmm. but most do. If you're half naked with your butt cheeks out, you didn't do that for yourself. You know somebody going to be there looking. Maybe it might be a rapper in the club. Might be an athlete in the club. Who knows? But at the end of the day, when you see a lot of women going out doing that, they're trying to please people. They're trying to please the eyes of men. And it's for it's mainly it's for affirmation purposes. You know, and it's it's really fucked up. There's like so many different elements to this. But just ultimately like when you like you said, mutilate yourself like that. I'm not trying to like. If if you want to do that, that's that's your prerogative. But at the end of the day, if what you got is what you got, you got to learn how to work with it. And the person that's meant for you, or the people that are meant to be in your life, are going. To, there's going to be a correlation between all those different elements and what you have and who you are, and it all will work out anyways. I mean, I don't know. I kind of I kind of agree with Keith. You know, just being being like um, smaller. And just being around women and being able to be in that that dialogue, like I do hear women often say. I mean, because it, it comes with struggles, bro. Having big ass titties, your back hurt. Having big ass booty, your back hurt. Like you can't from the booty. No, honestly, people have medical issues because there's too wow. much weight. You know what I'm saying? You on your it. back, like it hurts. Having big titties, you can't run and jump and do the things that you feel like you want to do. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's like having like even with K Michelle, even with her. Like, she created herself back problems. J-Lo wanted to get rid of her booty because she had back problems. You know what I'm saying? There's women out here with GH cup titties that, like, bro, I need to get a breast reduction because it's just too much. And wow. though men love it, I, also being a smaller woman, I hear men all the time say, man, I, I like skinny girls. You know what I'm saying? Like, I like smaller girls. So, But just being around women who are, who do have the quote-unquote ideal body, they are very insecure. It's hard out here for a woman. Mm-hmm. Even with me not having, being catcalled, being sexualized, being objectified and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's very difficult. And, like, mm-hmm. you know, even even with rape culture, which has always fucking been around, you know, it is, of course, I want to say it doesn't matter what you look like. You know what I mean? But 
having that and because it is what people want and because it's what's desirable right now, mm-hmm. women do say all the time, like, yo, I, bitch, I wish I had your body. Oh, you got a model mm-hmm. body. I wish I had that and I wish I had this. I wish my booty wasn't this big. I wish it was a little bit smaller. You mm-hmm. know, so I do get around. And then shopping. You know, women who have bodies like that, it's impossible. Can't mm. find clothes. You know, your, your your thigh to waist ratio, it doesn't match. And so it's mm. frustrating and it's Me and disappointing. Keith go through that. With the, <laughs> no, I'm serious. Mm-hmm. With the whole trying to buy pants and your mm-hmm. thigh's too big. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we, it's, it's for women, it's, it's <laughs> yeah, it crazy. all the it way around. Crazy, it's, right? it's fuck. That's why, why do you think Fashion Nova being as cheap as it is, as popular as it is? Because they create the kind of clothes that fit the kind of bodies that people are buying. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? So it's mm-hmm. hard. Everybody can't go into Forever 21 and buy an outfit. Hmm. You know, everybody can't go into Charlotte Russe and buy outfits. You can't afford to buy the fucking $75, $120 jeans that fit the kind of body that you feel like you want to have. Even with me being skinny, I'm too tall. You know, so the stuff wow. that I want to buy, sometimes it doesn't work. So when it comes to women on our bodies, bro, it's very difficult, mm-hmm. you know. And so, and it, and it is hard, especially with, um, yeah. So I don't know, I, I agree. And so, yeah. yeah, I agree with that. So many things. So many, so many things. Yeah, and so many shapes and sizes it's hard to like this conversation could literally go on for forever. forever. Yeah, forever. Just, we, we gotta we hit it from a different angle, a lot of different angles. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was dope though. The, the historical context, like mm-hmm. she went back to Egypt. Thanks, to Egypt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> for real. We would have had to tune out if she was like, "Okay, the aliens." I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you better pass Back that. before Africa was Africa, it was called Kemet. And uh, no. <laughs> you, you better better pass that mic back. <laughs> Now we appreciate you. That was dope. Oh, definitely. History right. lesson for real. All right, let's let's go ahead and move on. Um, male mental health. Yeah. Uh, why this is an important topic. Yeah. It, it's important because as men, I don't think we really uh, touch on that. From and I'll just give you some background. As a man, um, growing up, you know when you fall down and you get up and your dad's like, brush it off and walk it off. Man up. Don't be a sissy. Don't cry. All these things like throughout life we're kind of being told to um kind of hold things back like we're suppressing our real feelings as men and as time goes on it starts to wear on you a little bit you know from i'll give you an example of myself there's been times where i've been really stressed out you know and as a man you really don't look for people to like hey somebody you if you okay for example if a man is crying right out in public Chances are, if another man sees him, he'll be like, what's up with that guy? And walk Mm -hmm. by him. Mm -hmm. A woman is more likely to come by and say, hey, are you all right? But even then, a lot of them will walk by. A man, like emotionally, a man is more ignored than probably anyone. Mm -hmm. So going through life, thinking that you need to hold things back, it could create like a storm within your own mind. Like you're, you're literally going throughout life without properly treating what is happening in your life. Yeah, so give some give some perspective. I on think, it. yeah, I think, like you said, we're all we're all raised to suppress feelings. Like as men, we have a group of friends, and then we have like tiers of friends that we will tell things to. Exactly. Like you could be going through it at home, and your best friend will not even know, just Crazy. because like we're not really built to vent like you know mm-hmm. that. And that's just tough, man. It's just just one of those things that I don't even know. Like, I feel like us growing up and we're grown now and we recognize it. But I don't even know if it's we're capable of changing that now. Like, it it may be too late. But it it, it is a thing that we can recognize and we could probably work on it. But 
still there's this uncomfortability of venting and really pouring out your emotions. Yeah, pouring yeah. out your emotions to people. And yeah. it's almost more like easier to tell it to a woman, you know, than somebody that's like your your one of your best male friends. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what Which it is. Which is crazy because you guys are going through the same thing. So you would think that you guys would be able to, hey, bro, look, this is difficult. So let's talk about it. And then mm-hmm. there would be great conversation in that. But mm-hmm. yeah, that's wild. That's wild. You want to say something? Uh, I mean, not to take away from <laughs> from like the male experience because it's mm-hmm. extremely important, just mm-hmm. as much as the women. But um, I actually grew up. Um, I was raised by my own dad, um, and for a while, he for like you know from like two to like nine, I was taught to to not show my feelings. Wow. So so mm-hmm. in a way, like I I know what it feels like. Um, mm-hmm. Got it. Because I held in a lot. Like, I never cried. Um, I was always, like, that tough girl. Everyone, actually, I was called a dyke shit. <laughs> I was, like, I was, you know, I was treated like a dude, like, for real. Um, wow. You know, I would, and for a minute, I was like, am I? Am I? You know, do, do, no, do, because I love, I love playing flag football. I never cried. You know, I held things in. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I grew up and people were just like, how come you're not sharing? How come you're not, you're not crying? So, in a way, it felt like, should should I cry? So eventually, I was able to grow up and um, realize that it was okay to cry. And I think that's one thing that um, you know boys are not taught. They're not taught that it's okay to cry because when you cry, you sort of release that emotion, that stress. And you know, if there's that conversation with the youth, it's it's okay to cry and be vulnerable, have that conversation with them. Then that's one way of learning. I think um, when you when you sort of teach that at a young age and even even older, you know, maybe you guys probably need to cry more. That's it. That's really the answer to it all. Like, just cry a little bit. I cry you know? in movies. Yeah. I mean, not just movies, but, like, really, like, in real cry. Life, yeah. um, but that's okay to, like, not, not um, you know, have a, have a certain select people. But, you know, therapy is great. I think a lot yeah. of a lot of men don't even consider therapy because it's it's considered mm. weak, right? Exactly. Um, so it's the same thing, like, with, with ideas of, of beauty and weakness. Man, like, I think the emotional, the better. I love when a man cries because that's when... That's when I really see that see them as a as a person as a human, as a human. yeah mm-hmm. yeah so I think the 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 more that a man is able to express and feel that is sexy that's beautiful mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. um, man my last boyfriend cried all the time I loved him but um, at the end of the day it was you know he he was able to express that with me mm-hmm. so so male mental health is important it's it's not valued enough. And that comes from our youth. That comes from teaching our sons. Um, maybe we even need to teach our daughters to get up, shake it off, mm-hmm. teach them to be to be stronger. You know. But um, hey, I mean, it's experience. Yeah, it's definitely perspective. Uh, I'll say that um, when, in regards to crying, it's better out than in. Mm-hmm. And there's two ways to get it out. One, I've had times where I broke down and was crying, and I didn't know why. But it was it had to do it was in relation to what I was going through and it just came out. But having someone to talk to is the number one thing. Uh, Keith's brother uh, is my best friend for about 20 years and we're real close. We tell each other everything. Me and Keith talk. You know, I could tell Keith something. He could tell me something. So I think that having that the relationship that we have is very rare. Most men don't have that. They got boys they go have drinks with. They out chasing ass with them. But they can't tell them shit. Mm-hmm. So what does it really mean in the grand scheme of things? Like, who are your friends? I think yeah. I think that as far as like projecting your feelings, I think we're afraid of telling somebody something that's like super deep 
and then them just saying, dang, that's crazy. Oh. That's like the most hurtful thing you can hear. Yes. It's like they don't really care they don't what give you're a saying. Shit. But it's like, how, how, how can I? Like, I'm a man and I'm not in touch with my emotions. You're a man and you're not in touch with yours. So here I am detached from myself, mm-hmm. not being able to talk, chime in. And you give me what you're going through. I can't fucking help you. Because if I was in the same mm. situation, how do, I don't know how to help myself. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So, damn, bro, that's crazy. And you're probably, and the thing is, we always, I feel like we all have the answers to all of our questions before we ask them. But before we give information to somebody, we know what we need to do and what we need not to do. True. Mm. Or we know what the resolve could be and we know what could make this thing prolong. So, if you are in a, like, in a situation, if you were to give the information to somebody, I'm pretty sure your friend like has the solution right there. But mm-hmm. because he's so detached, man. He's not going to give you that information. You know what I'm saying? Like he's not going to want to give you that result because even in you guys being detached in men, you guys always find a way. Mm-hmm. It always gets done. You know, mm-hmm. the, like whatever the task is, whatever the job is, if you if you're a man's man and you're taking care of home and you're going through shit, you always find a way to get it done. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? And like but, so that's beautiful. Yeah, but in order to take care of home, you got to take care of you. And so, so you yeah, taking of care of home home is fine and sometimes the women in our life don't realize when we got a storm going on because men are so cut off that the even the woman they love don't know what they had to do to work to get that promotion i think i think women do i think it, for even in not that i think energy is everything mm-hmm. because when you meet somebody bro y'all vibing everything's cool let you walk in a house one day or let your girl walk in the house one day that you gonna know instantly if the energy's off you wake up in the morning, you know exactly what the fuck kind of day is going to be. Energy speaks volumes. You ain't got to say nothing. So if you're really, truly, honestly dealing with a woman and she cares about you, got she it. knows. Got it. Now, hey, babe, what's wrong? Nothing. Hey, babe, what's wrong? Nothing. Babe, no, I said it's nothing. And then you blow up. Okay, well, fuck it. I'm not asking you no more. Yeah. After mm-hmm. a certain amount of times, I'm not going to keep coming to you with this. So, But see, that goes back to like what Daz, Daz was saying. Like being younger and like not being taught how to cope with your, your emotions and stuff because you, you do what you're taught. Yeah. You know? And so in the likeness of that, like, my, my dad taught me the same thing. Like, we would get whoopers for crying. That, my dad would say, don't cry. That's that bitch shit. Wow. So there was no, there was, <laughs> that's there, so crazy. there was yeah. no such, you know what I'm saying? Like, honestly, we had different fathers, the same other different fathers, but that's what my dad taught me. Don't say please. Don't say thank you. Don't call him sir. He had a whole standard of like how the fuck I was raised. And so wow. I felt like I was a boy. I watched a woman take care of our home for the first 12 years of my life. I never saw a man do shit. So in my mind, I'm wow. a nigga. You know wow. what I'm saying? So, so in that, I wasn't in touch with my emotions. I wasn't tapped in. And then mm-hmm. one day, I'm like, nigga, I'm, about to, I'm fucking, I'm crying today. And then that's when I was like, oh, these are emotions. This mm-hmm. is what this feels like. Oh, it feels good to cry. Mm-hmm. Now I'm like, okay. Then I told myself, Tyra, nigga, you're going to feel how you want to feel. So feel it through. And yeah. now I feel better. And so male mental health is so, so important to me because it's like one day, I, hopefully I'm able to raise a son. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so even in me watching... Um, the, the young men in my life and watching them hurt as kids like you ever watch like a little boy do something and then like he cries shut up stop crying like bro like li- like whoa stop yeah. time out like he's fucking hurting he's six he ain't ever did life before he's hurt all yeah. he knows how to do is cry yeah. now you're telling him to shut up now you're telling him he's weak now you're telling him he's dumb now you're telling him he's not strong so what the fuck you think he gonna do later on in, 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 when he's 16 and he kills himself because mommy wasn't listening Oh, because mommy never tapped in because daddy never tapped in so and and like a lot of my cousins and stuff they tell me that i'm i like I, like i'm too soft i'm not soft because i my my younger cousin will get in trouble by me hey get in trouble he'll come to me he'll cry and i'll be like, okay cry i'm gonna hold you i'm gonna hug you i'm gonna let you know that i love you 
and I'm, I'm gonna let you finish crying because when it get caught in your throat, y'all know that hurts. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then once you're done doing that and you're in like, we calm down. Okay, why are you in trouble? Because I did this. Okay, so you understand why you're in trouble, so you're not gonna do it again. Okay, you don't have to be scared of me. Accountability. You know what I'm saying? Don't be scared of me. I, I don't want these young men to be scared of me. And I want them to be able to grow up and not hate women because you, I don't know how to explain it, bro, but. Just being able to allow a young boy to be in touch with his emotions so he can grow up to be a man that can then exchange with his wife. How there do you, you expect go. to have any kind of successful relationships with anybody? True. You know what I'm saying? And so men, male mental health is so far beyond important to me. Just even checking in, even tapping in. and Even with all my male friends, I'm like, bro, I love you. I tell all my male friends I love you. Um, like, I knew Keith for the movie. Remember that? I'm like, hey, love y'all. Mm-hmm. Like, I think, like, after the first meeting. Because if I, if I sit down with you, bro, and we connect, I love you. I'm going to care about you. If you come to me, you cry. We, I can listen. We could talk about it. It's whatever. I'm never going to be in a space to judge you. But it, I feel like, not even to my horn, but I feel like it's such a rarity. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so it's just kind of like, I don't know. It is what it is, but. I just think we also have to ask the question is how much has toxic masculinity affected women? Because the way that we have conducted ourselves how much has it rubbed off on the women that are in our lives? Because some mm-hmm. of us might think we're okay just because, oh, he's tough, when in actuality we're fucked up. Mm-hmm. And they would never really know that mm-hmm. because we're not con- we're not conveying that. It's almost like, like it goes back to the most basic thing. Like if a woman's going through something, she'll feel more comfortable to cry you know, and just let it out. Whereas a man going through some shit, he's not going to cry. He might go get drunk at a bar. Mm-hmm. Like that's how we really deal with stuff. Like that's the most dysfunctional shit ever. How, how do you how are you guys like let's say i don't know how are you like let's say your significant other is crying and she's just broken down like some men that i've dealt with didn't even know how to nurture me wow you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. like I'm, I'm devastated right now i'm traumatized right now and i'm going through something and of course a woman we want affection we want you to be able to hold me and say hey baby's gonna be okay some niggas don't even know how to say it's gonna be okay Wow. They don't even know how to tap in with that. So instead of instead of comforting me, and it might not have anything to do with him, they'll get frustrated. And I feel like they get frustrated because they don't know how to handle it. Wow. You know? And mm-hmm. so then then they go off and then now I'm like, oh shit, I can't feel the way that I want to feel. So I go from this expressive and this vulnerable woman to meeting you, having all this toxic masculinity. Now I'm shutting down. Now I'm no longer crying. Now I'm no longer expressing because of whatever. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense to you guys? Yeah. Have you ever That's like the guy saying that's crazy. It's like the exactly. equivalent yeah. of that. Yeah, yeah it's like you, you're over there crying and he like, here, t- uh, take this soda. Just drink the soda. You'll yeah. be all right. Yeah. He'd be like, you gave me a grape soda? I'm over here. Or they here. just want to give you that. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. That sounds crazy. Well, I, I, like I, I guess know. he just keep crying. I don't know. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> what about like situations where it's just kind of like same, you and your girl um, get into an argument and instead of resolve, you just fuck? It's, uh, that's true. Mm-hmm. And baby boy, right? Yeah. He hit her. Oh, shit. My bad. I Okay, lay down. Let me just top you real quick. Yeah, and you good? And what you do? Yeah, that, that was a make dis- tacos. That was, that was a, a different that, scene. That was a dysfunctional relationship. <laughs> as most are, but yeah, as yeah, most yeah. are, as, yeah, yeah. As, lot, as most are, as most are, yeah, as most are, because most people are dysfunctional, don't even realize it. Yeah, yeah. People, I don't feel like people fall in love, or I don't feel like people get with people to like to grow that person. I feel like people people fall into comfortability, and people fall into convenience. You know, what very I'm true. You like. I feel like relationships truly don't last because you're not with the person that you're supposed to be with. You've yeah, been with this person or not even it has it doesn't have anything to do with history or, or chemistry or something like that. It's just like you may meet this person, fuck with them for two years, three years. And like, hey, you know what? I changed my mind. That's not the person for you. Or you try to make some shit work. 
Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You, you're forcing it to like happen instead of like being with the but person you're supposed to be with. I, I think the number one thing that people don't talk about relationships or why people are in them is social pressures. Mm-hmm. And you think about it, it's like you have, you, this, you have this ideology, like you have this idea of what you think love is or you know what you should be doing and uh, posting selfies with my girl in the restaurant or mm-hmm. vice versa. And it's like, no, that's not what love is. Love is literally having this human connection and that person being your friend. Most people are not in relationships with their friend. They're, they're in a relationship with someone because the social pressures and society sculpted the way they looked at people a want relationship. to be wanted they want to people be want wanted to even when it's the wrong fucking person mm-hmm. yeah i and think i think if they really looked at the situation you would realize that the majority of your friends and relationships are um not that happy no at all there's all kind of stuff that you know for me i know a lot of males that are like cheating on their girlfriends or oh, whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. but that's like a telltale sign that they're not really in a thriving relationship yeah. I would say people cheat when they're not happy or if they're trying to fill a void. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But then, oh, I'm not going to leave because I'm scared because what, what's going to happen? Nigga, mm. be with yourself. You know what I'm saying? Be with yourself. Yeah. That's okay. That's fine. Like, you're yeah. allowed to be like with yourself if you don't want to be with fucking nobody. And then, and then it's, that's selfish. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's selfish. Nigga, stop wasting or girl, stop wasting <laughs> this person's time. Like, why waste their time? Yeah. You know, if you, if you check out, like, I feel like you're allowed to change your mind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? People are going to change their mind. You're allowed to do that. You're allowed to thrive. You're allowed mm-hmm. to be free. You're allowed to be happy. You're allowed to do all of these things. But yeah, people settle, bro. Yeah. I don't really see, this is me, but I'm a little old. I'm 33. Mm-hmm. So I'm a little older than you guys, but I don't see the point of a relationship if you don't, if you don't have any, like, if you're not ready to be married. I think you kind of prep That's yourself. True. You kind of prep yourself for it, but it's like if you're 23 or 25 and you're stressing over a relationship, you need to wake up. You got so much life left. Which is why, like, I'm I'm totally single. Um, <laughs> I, like, I literally went on a date yesterday and we were cool. We hit it off, um, and he tells me, "Hey, um, so I have to go to therapy uh, in a few days." I'm like, "Okay, cool." Yeah, I legit have to go every two week by law. So, you know, it turns out that um, he was in a place in his life where he ended up being suicidal. Wow. Um, and so I was like, okay, well, I like him, but am I prepared to, to even be take in a, take, yeah, take on a relationship where I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm waiting to, to, for him to get there. That's not what it's about. Um, you know, it's this idea of being whole, you know, yeah. I, I, I want to be a whole person yeah. before I can even tackle somebody else. Not even that. I just want to be a whole person with another whole person. There you go. Oh, that's it. There you that's go. It. That's it. And I have, I'm going to have to wait, wait a really long time. And then, sorry. so yeah. And then like with the, with the standards today, be, build your man up, build your girl up. We got to build together. No, fuck that. You, you build, you get to like, you, cause my thing is bro, like, even in a 10-year relationship, three years in, the person that you're with is not the same person. And two years from now, they're not going to be the same person. They might like some shit now, not like it tomorrow. You know, people are going to shift. They're going to change. So with the idea of love, bro, you have to understand that it's going to evolve. Are you willing to love this person as this person transitions, as this person changes? And is the person that you're with, gonna, are you going to love me as I change and as I transition, as I change my mind in my course of life? I think my idea of love is to just get with somebody who has their own life and I have my own life there and we bring go. our life together and we can make our lives work separately. I don't want you to, you don't control shit over here and I'm there not trying go. to control shit you got to do. You, you know go. what I'm saying? If if for a portion of our relationship, nigga, you got to live in um, New York and I got to live in LA, how, how, how dope are we? How much trust do we have within ourselves to know that we can make this shit work? If you, you know what I'm saying? Like, can we do the long distance thing? It's a partnership. Like, I feel like in relationships, bro, like, my father was with my stepmother for 23 years. I never saw these motherfuckers play. 
I never saw them laugh. I never saw them hug. Wow. I never saw them kiss. I rarely saw my dad tell my stepmother that he loved her. So growing up in a household, I don't know what the fuck it looks like for a man to be affectionate towards a woman. I know all the other toxic stuff. So as a young girl, how do you think my ideas of a relationship look like? Mm-hmm. My man has to do what? In my mind, I got to take care of him because that's what I watched my stepmother do. In my mind, I got to do all of these things. And then because I don't know what it looks like for a man to love a woman, how the fuck I'm supposed to know what my boyfriend's supposed to do when it comes to me? Makes sense. And so it's just like I forgot where my train of thought that was going to be. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you're really passionate about that. Um. I am. Because it's just, oh, that's what I was going to say. So after 23 years, my father got back with my my little sister. Her name is Marquisha. God rest her soul. He got back with her mother. He's been with her for like a little bit over a year now. My dad called me, told me that he was proud of me, which I never heard in my life. He told me he loved me in a text message twice. I pulled up on him like, nigga, are you finna die? Like, what's up? You know what I'm saying? You're going to church and shit. You're not smoking. You're not gambling. You're growing your hair out. You're wearing the same bucket hat that you was wearing when I was little. You're losing weight. You look good. What the fuck is going on? Yeah. But my man's just happy. But he wasted 23 years of his life with somebody that he was not supposed to be with. Oh, man. And then he got back, and he got with the person that he was supposed to be with. And that, for me right there, a year ago, let me know I'm never fucking settling. I heard that. You know what I'm saying? And if, and if I find the person that I'm supposed to be with, and then we together... And then one day you say, hey, and he says he changes his mind about me. That's okay. Yeah. Because you're allowed to. I, I honestly feel like you're allowed to do that. People, I'm so okay with people just being free and doing whatever they have to do to make them happy. And if that no longer includes me, that's fine. Because again, we're what? I'm whole without you. There you go. I don't want to be broken before you come in and then, oh my God, like without you, I'm not going to be anything. No, nigga, I was good before you do, slid. Do, do that voice again. Oh my God, I was nothing before you, you know? I was good. I, yeah, I was good before you got here. I'd be good if you leave. And so, but people hold on to this, this idea of, of, of entitlement, you know, and, and dictatorship and feeling like somebody belongs to them in property. Don't nobody belong to me and I don't belong to anybody else. You know, so, to, to piggyback on what she was talking about with her date, I think that, I think that was more of his problem than yours. I'm not, and I'm not trying to talk bad about the guy. He mm-hmm. may be a great guy, but if you're going to therapy and you're still trying to figure it out and you're suicidal, that's something you need to tackle before you meet and go on dates. Yeah, I really think that you as a man need to find out where you're going. Because if you don't have a direction and you're trying to meet a girl because you want affection, like if it's just like a hookup, okay, cool. But if you're like literally trying to pursue a relationship, I think that is a horrible idea. I think that you need to figure out where you need to be, even if that means you don't deal with women, you know, do something that grows you, you know, uh, 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 regardless of what that is. You definitely got to do some type of therapy with you personally before you go out and do that. I mean, I think he was fine now. I wouldn't go on a date if he was crazy, but yeah. I'm saying like I, I wouldn't put myself in that position. But he seemed yeah. like no, he he it was about growth, and he knew, he knew exactly. That's one one thing. The reason why I talked about therapy in the beginning is that if you are going through something, therapy is important to talk it out with somebody, you know, to see a different perspective. Like I've had to go through therapy, you know, like I, I have I have um, anger issues sometimes. And I, really? Because yeah, and and I have a hard time expressing because of. Remember how how I was brought up? Yeah, I don't get that from you. I don't get the anger part. I don't see it. Oh, you know, I have oh, yeah. I have rage. Oh, okay. Trust me. Right. Just, uh, hour and 14 minutes into the podcast. Yeah. Which is why, I, was, this is why I hit the gym. Like, yeah, yeah. shit. Like, she, shit she gets starts, serious. She starts turning green. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, you know, it's, it's, it's bad. But um, no, because cause I have to, we have to, as a woman, I have to deal with a lot of 
you know, masculinity, a lot of, a lot of um, patriarchy, and it's just like I get angry. I bet. And I have, I don't, I don't. Whenever I get catcalled, shit, I, I get pissed. I, I believe you should I'm, be mad. I'm the, I'm the girl who's like, who, who they call crazy. So you know, <laughs> they're like, damn, that bitch is crazy. I'm like, I know. <laughs> but it's because you know it's it's I, yeah um so you know in terms of like growth and, and self-love like I'm, again like I, I commend him for doing that and I commend him for being honest with me because he could he could have he could have just been a man and kept that on the inside mm-hmm. so I mean it was about trust so I mean at the end of the day like he could be whole in a few years and I could okay. be maybe, in a better position for him. maybe like, be, I don't know, yeah, yeah. so I don't think anybody gonna catch that. Sorry. Being, being able to, huh? No, yeah, nobody's gonna catch you talking. Oh, I said I think maybe that maybe that was a practice for him. Maybe his therapist said that, like you know, like before, like I think sometimes people don't really give so much of their shadow elements before they give their light elements, right. you know. But in that, he gave her the option to choose. Hmm. Look, bitch, I be going to therapy and she's like, "What's up? <laughs> <laughs> I'm working on it. You with it or not? <laughs> you know, versus six months in and we good. And then, hey, listen, for the last six months I've been going to yeah. therapy. I'm fucked up. Now I'm like, oh shit. Now I mean, you done fucked me. We done got soul ties and shit. You know what I'm saying? The dick is good. You know, you know what I'm saying? I'm pregnant and shit. <laughs> what happened? When I met you, we at the goddamn shit. You should have said it then. You know, then now, now it's a whole other fucking argument. So. But yes, uh, shout out to therapy, bro. And men wanting to do that. And, and for giving bitches the option to choose. Give me a shout out of this beforehand. I need that. Oh, I was going asking niggas. So what's up? What you doing? What's hey, your schedule look like for the next two weeks? We, we <laughs> talked about the whole cat calling thing a while back. About how it's bullshit. Like, me and Keith have been out many times. Or I've been out on my own occasion. I've seen a woman that was real voluptuous. And I was just like, god damn. You just know? don't say nothing. I'm sorry. Interject. Don't say nothing. Yeah. yeah. A woman don't need to hear that. Nah. She doesn't. I know I look good shit. Don't but don't tell me. I yeah. think I think women is I certain women maybe, but at the end of the day, they know. Yeah. They, I think trust me, they I do. respectfully yeah. respectfully, they know. Um, if anything you can approach them like, excuse me, I'm so sorry, I just wanted to let you know. Nah. And and that's what happens <laughs> to me a few times. I got I walked into a bar with my big hair and they're like, I'm sorry, I really need to tell you something, but you you were the most beautiful woman that I've seen in this bar. And <laughs> I said, Shit, yes I am. Can I help you? <laughs> And then he says, can I buy you a drink? I said, no, it's okay. He said, thank you. I respect that you have a beautiful day. So it was respect. Yeah. But dope. you don't have to, you don't have to yeah. say, oh my God, I've had so many stories. But it's, it's like, that's disrespectful. It's assault. It's verbal assault. It's, yeah. it's just abuse. It's just, it's just like, um, you know, if I, it, it's unwarranted verbal assault you're sexualizing it's, the conversation exactly or, uh, con- what's up baby hey, yo what's up Cut. like no 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 it's assault you're, you're verbally assaulting me we, something that i don't want we talked about it on here we said like what do you expect a woman to do when you do that like if you're like damn baby what's she gonna say oh i'm gonna suck your dick like what do you think she's no. gonna fucking say but see in that yeah. like there have been situations where like see men can be very aggressive and so there have been times where a woman can be catcalling like nigga shut up and then men get aggressive back, so the only thing we can think to do is haha, or like just brush it off, or like give you an interaction that does not offend you, though hmm. you just fucking offended me. You know what I'm saying? So like it's a very it's a very slippery slope. So then it's just kind of like, do you shut up? Do you acknowledge it? You know what I'm saying? That makes you very uncomfortable. I don't think you guys have, you ever you know how like on TV shows when something happens and then like everything just shoom and it like dials in and it closes in. Like when stuff like that happens, bro, I feel like we feel it down our backs and now we feel like somebody's just looking at us. Now I feel like I have to hide. Now I feel like, you know, now I have to watch you. 
Hmm. Let's say, let's say I'm going to the club. I don't know. You might be a fucking rapist. I don't know. But because of how the world is today, don't, don't point at me when you say that. I'm sorry, but I'm just saying. No, I'm, I don't know anybody. You know, but if I'm out in public, bro, and I know that I look good, and of course, like my yeah. my outfit might be whatever the fuck might be too sexy for whoever is liking it. Might, but I like it. I go right. out, and somebody does that, bro. Like, I can either be uncomfortable or I cannot be. And like so, it's a very slippery slope when it comes to catcalling and stuff like that. So in that, it, and no matter how fucking embarrassing you think that it might be, hey, just want to let you know you look amazing in that dress. Oh my god, thank you. Yeah. You and then you get that. Want me buy a drink? No, I'm okay. Okay. And then respect. And niggas don't even have to respect women to even respect like rejection. Rejection. Have you yeah. been called a bitch after being Hell yeah. yeah. Oh fuck you, then ugly ass bitch. I'll right. be that all day. You didn't have to do none of that bullshit, but you offended me. You disrespected me, and I don't give a fuck about how you feel. You just said she looked good. I, just, <laughs> I, get, I think in the way that you do it like in the way that you do it of course but yeah, yeah. you know what I, I feel that personally like this is just my approach but yeah. you don't have to do the cat calling you don't have to do like I think you're beautiful because women have heard that a million fucking times you're like the millionth guy that complimented them just try to have a general conversation and if they like you and they're laughing then you're in there but that comes with you're, attention too with a dude. Why are you talking to me? You want to fuck? You want to be with me? You want to be my friend? Like, why are you here? No, but that's because so many ingenuine men have approached women. Mm-hmm. So the way you approach them needs to be different and you Definitely. need to be you. Definitely. So I don't wanna, I don't walk up to women like, hey, uh, you're the most beautiful. Like, they already know what I'm going to say. Once they see me walking towards them, they're like, oh God. No, but see, and then, but in that, like, you have to understand that, like, out of a whole night, actually, over the last fucking seven weekends that I went out, I can't name one dude that has genuinely came up to me and said, hey, I think blah, blah, whatever, whatever. So you might be the first one in a long fucking time. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Like, so as often as you think that it happens or, or what that reoccurrence looks like, it's not really that. The way a guy slides into your DM, the way that he talks to you, you can always say who's a part. And yeah. sometimes it's hard for you to be like, damn, like, I got to reject you because you're a good fucking person. I don't know who the fuck you're going to be with, but damn. You know, shout out to her because it's just, you know what I'm saying? Like, so mm. it doesn't happen... In the, the respect aspect of it doesn't happen as often as you guys may oh, think. I bet. No, you know? I don't so, think it happens very and then, much And at all. I might be like, fuck, <laughs> Keith, and come over here and offer to buy me a drink, then I'm going to have to have this fake-ass conversation. But, see, I'll be in a space to do that because, like, I, re- I respect, like, what's going on here. And then I'll find a way to be like, hey, you know, like, whatever, and, like, let you go easily. You know what I'm saying? So, I don't know. When it comes to women, bro, like, we, we do get harassed more often than not. And so, like, that respectful guy, that genuine guy, he doesn't, it's very far and few, so don't think that it happens as often as you may oh, think. I believe it. And yeah. I don't. My thing is, it's, it's okay. Like I've had, I don't have a problem with rejection though. It's a part of life. Yeah. But a lot of men I have do. a problem with it. Please don't reject me. I'm a fill away. <laughs> <laughs> <Shit. laughs> Nigga, cat call me. No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> Niggas be like, meow. Shit, yeah. Cat call me. Goddamn. All right. We're going to have to move to the next topic real quick because, you know, restraint for time. Tyra has to uh, go to work. But, get to the yard. Yeah. But before we, you know, in the podcast, we got to go on to this new, this other topic with uh, Travis Scott. Uh, Travis Scott recently uh, is going to be performing in the Super Bowl. And obviously, Colin Kaepernick has not had a job for the last two seasons based on his stance of wanting to take a knee. Now, um, Cardi B stepped down from the Super Bowl because, you know, she has that relationship with Colin Kaepernick. Jay-Z. And you know, Jay-Z, everybody, they're turning it down. Mm-hmm. And Travis Scott, to me, is like, he, he's not a, ma- he's mainstream now, but he hasn't always really been that way. He was a 
okay, pretty successful artist before, but now in 2018 he had the most success that he's yeah. ever had in his career. Kylie now, Jenner, baby daddy. Yeah, that uh, guy, the, the black guy with the weird braids. Now, um, <laughs> now, <laughs> now being as Cardi B stepped down, you know they they probably like, oh well, let's try this guy. So they tried Travis Scott, and he said okay. But he gave Colin Kaepernick a call and let him know what's going on. I don't know why he did. Maybe it was to get his blessings, or I don't know. But Colin wasn't feeling that. And um, what did, Colin Kaepernick talked about the conversation. Uh, you, not really. They didn't really talk about it too much. But mm-hmm. uh, Nessa, whatever her name is, Colin Kaepernick's girlfriend, she released like a picture of like Travis Scott and somebody else, and said you like you either with us or you not or whatever it was. Yeah. Um, my issue with it is this. I support Colin Kaepernick. I support what he stands for. But I will say this. If I'm going to make a decision as a man, I don't need to check with you before I do it. Okay, that's the problem that I have. It's like, I don't need your grace. Like, this is my career. You made a choice with your career to take that knee. Okay, I respect why he did it. But at the same time, if you want to make a move in your own life, you don't need to check with another grown man and do that. And I think a lot of people are like, people are calling Travis Scott a coon and calling him a sellout and oh, you a liar and you this and you that. And it's like, yo, like that's also not cool because you are telling someone what they should be doing with their life and their career. And that's the, that's the only issue that I have. I'll double back. We'll go to Keith. Yeah, I think that he shouldn't do it. Well, I wouldn't say that. I don't, I don't, anybody can do whatever they want to. I personally just wouldn't do it just because I, I understand the magnitude of, you know, turning down the Super Bowl, and I am gen- like, I was. I'm a 49ers fan, so even before like the masses got caught on to like what Kaepernick was doing, like I knew it just because I was, you know, watching the 49ers games on a weekly basis. So mm-hmm. even with that, like I'm almost more of a supporter of what um, Colin Kaepernick is doing, and just to see like the people, even to see like the people. You as a as a performer, I would have seen Jay Z turned it down. I would have seen Cardi B turn it down, and I would have had to like reassess the situation. Like, why are these people turning down this this huge opportunity? Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So I it it just looks to me it looks crazy to be, I, I like first of all you're like the fourth option or maybe somewhere like way way down the line, and then you're you know you're still going to do it, and now you're. You know, you're reaching out to Colin Kaepernick to try to get his blessing, or like I'm not even sure what the conversation would be know. about. And I don't know what you can do. Like, what is he going to do? Is he going? He's just probably going to perform his songs, and he's going to try to make some statement um, during his performance. But the biggest statement would have been just not to have done it. So, exactly. yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't think they heard that. I feel like Colin Kaepernick started this. Why? Oh, you want to talk? I mean, no, he can't really do anything else. Maybe take a knee on the stage. But, I mm-hmm. mean, I don't think he understands what, what the Super Bowl stands for. You don't, he doesn't understand the, the army complex behind it, you know, the military complex behind, behind the NFL. Come on mm-hmm. now. Like, mm-hmm. he doesn't get it. But, mm-hmm. uh, in general, I think he's just a young rapper. Um, he's going to do whatever... His his manager is going to tell him to do. You know, mm. he's he's at the at the arms of of his 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 job. I mean, at the end of the day, he has to have um, talk to somebody to to even play at the NFL. Like, yeah. he still has to speak to somebody. Yeah, you know? I think. Damn, that's good. Um, I don't know. I think going back to like why Colin Kaepernick took a knee anyway. 
young black men getting killed for no reason. You know what I'm saying? Or um, him just wanting to bring attention to like black America, you mm-hmm. know, and, and taking any during the Pledge of Allegiance because it didn't represent us. Black, it didn't represent black people, it didn't represent the black men. And then not only that, you have men in the NFL beating women and, and harassing mm. women and doing all this stuff, but yet they still get to play. But I don't mm. get to play, though I took a knee. And then mm. when I took the knee, it offended somebody in the military. And then Colin Kaepernick went to them and talked to them. And then actually that person suggested that he take a knee because mm-hmm. what does taking a knee mean? It, it, it gives respect. You know, mm-hmm. it, it shows your condolences. It shows your respect. It's just, I'm going to take a knee on this one. Mm-hmm. So when that happened and the whole, sh- the whole storm happened, it's, it, was, it was for white America to pay attention to like what's going on in black America. You mm-hmm. know, and so then everybody who was anybody stood behind that. Colin Kaepernick with taking that knee was a, was a representation, representation of black America. He did something that nobody else was willing to do. So then what did other people start doing? They started taking knees. They started supporting the movement. They started having marches. They started rallying up against. And then people were like, yo, like this is really happening. The NFL took a hit. You know what I'm saying? Like they felt that shit. So now you're going to Jay-Z. Why? One of the most influential black artists, he said no. Okay, I'm going to go to Cardi B, the most influential black female artist right she's now. Latina. And she and says they, no. And they, and they think she's dumb. No, you can't. And, then, and, yeah, and she says no. So it's like, okay, Travis Scott, he's, like, you're going to say, hey, Colin, I respect you, and, I, and, I, and I'm with what you, what you stand for. No, the fuck you're not, because you're considering performing at this, this entity that doesn't yeah. even want to give me an opportunity to play. And yeah. so with Travis Scott going to him, I don't think he was necessarily asking for permission. I don't think he was going in for anything, but I think it was just like, hey, this is my standpoint. How do you feel about it? Man, and man, we just talked about mental health issues. From one black man to the next black man, this is how I feel. Let's have a discussion about it. Let me get more of an understanding. Maybe Travis Scott is so tuned out like Lil Wayne. Lil Wayne feels like black America don't. Like, you know, he, he talks about how he can't even tap in with any shit because he's not affected by anything. Travis Scott's not affected by what the fuck we got to deal with down here in, the, in this lower poverty level. You know what I'm saying? So I just think that him performing in the Super Bowl should not happen because you're a black man who's not represented the way that you should be. But yet you're going to go perform for these people who won't give Colin Kaepernick a job. You get what I'm saying? That's yeah, crazy. Yes, uh, and I completely concur. However, at the same time, we got to understand that's the stance Colin Kaepernick took. That's not the one that everyone else needs to take. Mm-hmm. I, I think I, this is the reason why I say that is this. Yeah. As black people, it's it's kind of biased for us to say Travis Scott shouldn't perform when in actuality every black NFL player is trying to provide for their family. Should they be playing? That's on the same plane. Mm-hmm. So since they're playing, what, how is that any different than Travis Scott performing? It is not different. It is the same thing. So I just got through watching football today. I support Colin Kaepernick, but it's not. It's basically I support what he stands for, but I still love football and I watch football. And I understand exactly how people feel saying he should not perform, mm-hmm. mainly because you could watch a man, you know, beat the shit out of a woman and get a job. And they don't care about a woman getting thrown through an elevator, but they care about a man taking a knee for something that is Really, it's 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 just trying to bring awareness to something. Mm-hmm. But the funny thing, too, what I found that was funny about the NFL when it comes to breast cancer awareness, let's talk about it. When it comes to uh, any other thing, let's talk about it. But when it came to that, it became a problem because they felt that bringing race into it was bad. When in actuality, there are innocent black people being shot. Mm-hmm. There are more there are more black people being stopped and frisked at a higher rate than anyone else in America. This is not made up numbers. This is not trying to race bait. This is real numbers. So I understand why people are pissed off. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm just not mad because I'm not as invested into the idea of it, mm-hmm. you know, but I, think, I do see it. I think that um, the reason why I don't watch 
football is because Colin Kaepernick did the most unselfish thing wow. any athlete has done wow. probably in the last, you know, 20, 30, 40 years. And um, for for me, it almost feels like Travis Scott is doing the total opposite. He's doing like the most selfish thing you can do because the only there like there's nothing you could get out of performing at the Super Bowl besides notoriety or a check. Um and that's pretty much it. You and know then what I the mean? backlash. Then you're going to get more negativity. Yeah, yeah. So many people, like this is a topic on our podcast. It's a topic on many radio shows around the country. Yeah. Like um, yeah but all yeah. of those artists that turn it down have more established careers than no, but Travis see, he's Scott. Still, he's still a black public figure. Like, mm. regardless of what you say, you're a representation of us in any way, one way yeah. or another. Because it doesn't matter if you agree or not, you're still a black man. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're still a black man. You're still a black man. Colin Kaepernick took a knee for you, whether you want to accept him taking a knee for you or not. Yeah, I think, but I, I think, it, I don't think it has anything to do with being established. Because a person like Jay-Z was, like, he's been off of Crystal back when they came out and they was yep. making all kind of, like, racial stuff. So if, you're, if, if, if it's in your soul to make that kind of statement, it doesn't matter, like, how much money you have in your bank. It doesn't, that has no effect on it. It's just, like, the person you are inside. Yeah. So... Yeah. I don't think Colin Kaepernick, I don't think he's starving right now, right? No. no. Not so at all. he got paid. He gets paid anyway. You know, he, he has a Nike. Right. So for I mean, do something else that that pleases your heart, right? So, I mean, just because just because I mean, for like you you made a statement earlier about, you know, it's okay for for him to 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 do it cuz it's not um, you know, well, I don't remember what you said, but it, it's a great, it's a great point. It's a great point, but I, I do disagree because I think um, we, in order to really do something, we need to do it together and to make a change. And I think when you have one, but two, three artists who decline it, um, you're you're taking a stand together. And I think it's very, um, I think it's very anti black or anti movement very mm-hmm. anti-revolutionary yeah it's not it's not okay um i think he he's lost his his sense because mm-hmm. it's it's a sense of being black being um this this color this 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 kind of bond you know it's, mm-hmm. it's something that we all have to fight for mm-hmm. and he he's not fighting he's like okay well i'm just gonna do it i don't i honestly don't respect him for it because at the end of the day colin kaepernick is not starving he still gets a paycheck he's doing something else that mm-hmm. pleases him you know, yeah. like anybody else, you know, Cardi B doesn't she doesn't have to always be a rapper. She can do something else because mm-hmm. she's got that much power. Mm-hmm. Do something else. If it doesn't make you happy, all them, all those NFL players, they could all get their, their degrees. They can go back to college, get a degree. If they have a degree, no, they, they can can't. do something else. It's not I mean, <laughs> what, because they're brain damage or whatever. But no, it's not even that they can do something it's else possible. with their lives if they if they really want to do it. Yeah. But they don't. No, everybody does not have to play football. <laughs> yeah. I went to a university that did not have a football team. We still made it. Yeah, you feel me? Yeah, you, like, but you're speaking like realistically, but not realistically. Realistically, because, because, I could be a football player. Yeah, no, not realistically. I can't be make, a football player. You have to make grades in order to play. So you could get a communications degree. Yeah, but it's so it's so much deeper than that because a kid that's 12 years old and living in the poverty neighborhood, his idea is let me get my mom out of this neighborhood. It's not let me get a degree. 
that but you had oh, to it play, should be. It should be. It should be. A degree though. is secondary. We could all live in this fairy world where we say, "Hey, you can get education. You can work hard." But and f- there's a lot. Day, of, there's a lot of um, smart, smart people who are really trying to fight trying. the fact that that you don't have to always have. You don't have to go to go to college because you have a football degree. Yeah. You know, all, all the men in my family, everybody in my family who went to went to college was a man. I'm the only woman in my family who went to college. Not, and I didn't have a football scholarship. Yeah, I didn't have an athletic scholarship. I didn't have a track scholarship because I didn't want to. I didn't want to be represented like that. I didn't yeah. want to be another athletic black woman. Yeah, yeah. the know? best. But the best college, the best college football institutions that bring out these guys. These guys are not playing for degrees. They're but going you, first the round th- in the, the NFL. The point that playing. I want to make is that you yeah. you can't go to the NFL until you're a junior. You yeah. literally have to stay eligible in football for three years before you're able to get into the NFL. Mm-hmm. So it's not that difficult to stay eligible one more year. Yeah, and but that's I also from- feel like getting into the NFL, bro, is like it's gonna it's like slim to fucking none. Like there's more. I feel like there's more black boys at South High School right now that are capable of getting a degree than getting into the NFL. Yeah, NFL. I Definitely. Think, I think that the whole football team, all the football teams and all the high schools as the collective in Bakersfield right now, I think there's there's more of a success rate for all of those young black boys to go get a degree and all of them be eligible, all of them have the same s- skill set and still like less of them will get into the NFL. You that's know what I'm saying? That's a great point. That, that's a great point. But unfortunately, people are chasing these hoop dreams and football dreams uh-huh. when in actuality, there's so many other things we really could be better at. I don't think that everybody's chasing that. Well, I mean, there'll be more of us getting degrees. I think that's case. what's most talked about, so that's what we think. But I think mm-hmm. there are a lot of others, bro. Like if we look at it, there are so like, many, more people with degrees than bro. There's so many the black, like all of those yeah. HBCUs and stuff like that, yeah, bro. But, people like applaud like the fucking the step team and the stomp teams and the fraternities more than they do the football teams down but south. There's so. What I'm trying to say is there's so many other things we're better at than just football. But a lot of times it gets lost. When you know you're talented, you could go first round. Okay, why would you stay another year in college to make a bunch of money for an institution when you can leave your junior year and get paid $15 million to go first round in the NFL? And even if you don't go in the first round, you go to the fifth or sixth, and you got guaranteed money. You got guaranteed money on the table. Nobody's trying to get a degree. And then your first season, you tore your ACL, and it's not going to be able to be healed. And then, How you, much lose that that money and then get... you lose out on your football nope. career. So then what? Then much... you got to go back to school to do what? A, then, the, then what are you going to do? There's a such thing called guaranteed contract. But I'm just saying, what are you going to do? You know well, what I'm saying? Like, anything could happen. Anything but, could happen if you're in, in, if you're in the NFL. You're, you're, like, at some point, even if, like, I'm a speaker. That's what I want to do in my life. I might fuck around and lose my voice. Then what? You're right. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, there has to be a second choice to something. I'm not saying anyone's wrong. All I'm saying is that, in actuality, you're right. But it's unfortunate that people don't walk that line. They'll go in the first round. They'll go in the third, fourth round and take this chance. But in actuality, they're doing it because there's money on the table. So these NFL guys that are playing right now, there is no different than Travis Scott trying to get a check. It's just that these performers have taken this higher moral standing saying look i'm not gonna i'm not gonna sing i'm not gonna get on there i'm not gonna perform for the nfl because of what they did for cut what they did to colin kaepernick i agree with what they're doing but i can't shun travis scott i just i can't shun him for that i think it's bigger than what they did to colin kaepernick you know what i'm saying like i'm not getting on that stage and i'm not performing because of what it stood for for exactly. what that represented not just be oh well i'm not gonna get up there because colin kaepernick didn't get to play for two seasons I'm not getting up oh, yeah, there because you know what I'm saying. Of course. But, I mean, I get what you're saying. I just feel like 
that's not the, like Travis Scott don't have to get up there and rap. He don't need that check. Now, if you get up there, you make that check and you give it to the fucking the whoever. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But you don't need that money. It's I unnecessary. Think you're right, but I think as black people, we're promoting like a bias on him because of how we feel. It's just like if we see a black Republican, we like, why are you Republican? But that, but every black person does not have to be a Democrat. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's the mm-hmm. same thing. Yeah, I don't think that's the same thing. I think that most people just don't have a backbone. So when it comes to making a legit stance for something that can really affect you, then they just won't do it. They would rather um, stay at a job that they don't like or they would rather um, go in. Some people like I've we used to work at La Mina. La Mina is like they're probably the most subliminally, subliminally racist company or restaurant in Bakersfield. Exactly. I will never eat at La Mina again. But I tell people that and I know black people personally that still eat there and they, you know, they go to their Sunday brunches and stuff. So there's just some people that have a different mentality yeah. and, you know, you at can't the, really Yeah, but at the end of the day you that. cannot expect everybody to take the same stance as you. That's just not how life works. It's I don't unfortunate. think we expect it. I think yeah, but, that when they do it we just feel a certain but way. But when when they do it, we're like, "Okay, cool." But when they don't do it, we give them hell for it. And I think that I'm trying to look outside of my bias cuz I feel like why would you do it? But I'm I'm looking at the other end of it like if you do it, why then, not do it? Yeah, why not? We know the answer. Why not? But it's our bias that we're putting on him. But I for feel not like doing I feel it. like our bias is justified in this situation. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like our bias is very justified. Like any white person right now can go perform at the Super Bowl, and I'm not gonna give a fuck. I don't care if I don't care if like who's like the least. I don't know if you're black, bro, and that's you go perform you at the five. Super Bowl. I think that's the like the leading group there. Maroon yeah, Marine Five. Marine Five, or like for instance, like. Travis Scott feels a way. Because why even go ca- talk to Colin Kaepernick? If you're going to make a decision, be absolute in that. You feel a way. You want to have a conversation. You're asking for permission for what? Because you know in some way, shape, or fashion, like, bro, you're wrong. It feels weird. You're, it feels weird. Something about that just feels also in that you're trying to do whatever you can to justify something that you feel is wrong. You don't have to justify. You should never have to justify your reasons for doing something. Like, I've been told I was wrong for watching football. And I watched it today. Okay, and why don't you feel wrong? Because you're not I, affected by or because, like, what, what is it? Because I just love football. I've been watching it my whole life. Okay. So although I agree with the stance Colin Kaepernick took, I'm not taking the exact same one by not watching football. I just It's just football. the NFL doesn't support you. I don't support. I mean, I watched the, I watched the game. It's like the I've NFL made doesn't a, support black men. I, I've made a disconnect with that, though. The NFL, like, literally uses black men for puppets because we have the skill set to do so. mm you know what I'm saying? Like that's what black athletes are. They 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 love us. But the NFL, as we see, does not support black men. Well, but you you watch TV and you support it, and but you just don't care, probably. You know? I don't know. I do care, but I don't. I do care about the issues, but I love the game of football. That's the problem with this whole situation: is people are not. They're looking at it in one way when there's so many other ways. You love football more than you care about like the racial issues that's that false. have to that. That's false. Well, that's, but that's what that translates, or that's am I wrong? False. That's translating from only from one perspective. Okay. Me and Keith have been out many times and stopped for no reason by the police. For no reason. I've been, I'm a black man. I've been, been this body for 33 years. I understand exactly what goes on. My father told me about what's going on. So I understand what's going on. However, at the same time, I'm not taking the same moral standing. That's just, it's not ingrained in me to do that. Now, if somebody else does, I respect that, but that's not the stance that I'm taking. Mm-hmm. It's just not, I'm just looking at it from that way. I'm just looking at it objectively. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, I, think, I think football will always and forever be an American sport. 
you know? I mean, you got Europe coming out who wants, they want football teams, but like, I, I, I respect you, you know, everybody's gonna love what they love. We're yeah. humans. Um, you know, my family's built on football. Like, that's just what it is. My dad and my uncle, like I said, went to have, you know, play football. But, you know, it, it's also these things that, that we have, we, we hold true, yeah. um, our beliefs. Whether you like football or not, whether you believe it's, you know, trash, if you love it, and it's, it's, it's just how we're going to do. But, you know, it's like, it's okay. It's okay to, to have our agreements about it. But once you just, you, you, at least you understand. You exactly. Know? At, least, at least you understand, you know, why Colin Kaepernick took a knee. But you also need to understand what the NFL is. It really is. And, and a lot of people don't talk about it, but it's, it's a sport to reaffirm Americanism and, and, and our, our um, what is it, um, our, our patriotism. You know, it's really about the, the, the army. It's really about war. It's really about this combat against, you know, them versus us. It's about masculinity. That's what it really is. It's, a, it's reaffirming our male masculinity in this culture, in the society. It's really reaffirming, you know, the need to have an army. That's why we have these fighter jets that fly above these, these you know, our, these, these stadiums. That's why we, ha we salute to the American flag. It's not just about, um, you know, these 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 colleges. It's about getting men to the army. That's really what it's about. It wasn't like that always. You know? That didn't start until like the eighties or seventies that they right. started doing. And because it's political. It became political, which is Agreed. which is so un, un and I think that's why Colin Kaepernick took that knee because it's still political till this day. Um, and I think when you, it, I guess these uh, uh, these stars, you know, declining the NFL. It, maybe it's political. It's not really. It really isn't. They're trying to be. They're trying to make a political stance on it. Stance. Yeah, but at the end of the day, people we're human. We're gonna love it, and and I respect you for loving football. You know, I, I'm the next guy I date. Shit, might love football, and I'm not gonna hate him for it. Yeah. You know, and his on his bio is gonna be like, um, don't hate me if I love football. Like, of course I'm not gonna do that. You know, but respectfully, and you know, we're gonna disagree. Yeah. And, and but at the end of the day, um, I just I wish we as a as a culture, as a black race, we stood by each other because it's you can make your check any other way. You know, maybe what if what if what's his name? Travis Scott. Yeah. I'm sorry. I don't know who this guy is. <laughs> um, but uh, what if he what if he performed for the what's the, the women's football shit? That'd be that'd be lingerie league. Lingerie, lingerie league, really? No, they don't. The, the they don't power puff. Yeah, I just think it came down. But to, it, again, I'm not saying like football is, is yeah. the demon. But if you again, if you stand, if you if you understand it, and I think that's what education is all about. You know, think, the information is sexy. Um, if you if <laughs> yeah. you just love what you love, but just just please, you know, understand it. Really yeah, deeply. you, you got to understand it. I think he took the stance that I did with football. Like he he looked he must have looked at it the same way with his career. Meaning, I watch football, but I understand the issues. When Colin took that knee and everybody's giving him shit for it, saying, "Oh, he's disrespecting our our, our service members," I thought, "No, you're not paying attention to why he took the knee initially. Why he's doing what he's doing." There's a much deeper purpose than him disrespecting the military. What you're doing is you're pushing your agenda against Colin Kaepernick because you don't support what he's doing. So I've noticed it from day one. It's just the simple fact that I love football, I love watching it. Maybe Travis Scott saying, look, I'm doing this for my career. I love my people, but I love my career too, and I don't see why it's a big deal. But it is a big deal because he's on a certain platform. And being an artist, you have influence on people. So you're in a totally different lane than uh, Eddie McGee. This is a black guy, and I'm a truck driver with a podcast. <laughs> okay, I, it, now let's change it up. What if I have a very huge podcast and I got 
800,000 people listening to my stuff. Now I might be on a different plane. Maybe I might have to take more of a moral standing because I'm like, look, if I do this, then what am I, you know, what are my black listeners going to think about this? So, but why change it because of that? Mm -hmm. Like, if you're going to have, if you're going to be so absolute, like, I, I'm putting myself in Travis Scott's shoes. That's no, all I'm saying. No, but that's what that. But that's what I'm saying. Like mm-hmm. right now, you're Eddie with a podcast, and mm-hmm. right now you have this 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 view. Mm-hmm. So tomorrow you wake up eight hundred thousand. Like why would your view change if that's how you feel? That's how I feel personally. But I'm yeah. just trying to look at it from his eyes. Like how would he how would he handle it? Mm-hmm. And what he's doing may be a representation of that. Like look, you know. So I can't be mad at him for doing it, but I can see why people are mad at him for doing it. If you get what I'm saying. I think for me. You could do whatever you want. I just don't see why he would do it. Yeah. I, I, I don't see... I don't... It's a platform, yeah. I guess. Um, but outside of that, I just don't see why. He had the biggest album of the year. He got, you know... He has enough Number success. one singles. And yeah. so it's just like, I don't... I don't he I don't literally doesn't do. have to like fucking Kanye do it. Like Kanye could perform at the Super Bowl, bro. And nobody We, already, we already signed him off. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, we already gave you to the white folks. You can't come to the barbecue. You know what I'm saying? You can't come to the kickback. You can't play dominoes oh, with no. us. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. we already we already wrote you off, so it's just kind of like I think everybody wrote Kanye off. Yeah, come on, bro. You was wearing the MAGA hats with Trump in the office, shaking hands and smiling and shit. You know what I'm saying? Like we already wrote That's you wild, off. You could man. perform, you know. But even like you know what I'm saying. So I just think I I don't know. Like I agree with everybody. You know what I'm saying? I definitely respect where you're coming from. I understand where you're coming from. Yeah. But at the end of the day, bro, it's just you your representation of us. Yeah. You know, and yeah. like I don't know. Like I got real emotional behind all that Kanye stuff because it's like, damn, bro, I loved you. You know what I'm saying? Like I connected with you at one point. I did all this stuff with you and now it's just kinda like I think you're... it's I think it's all based on who he was and the things he said and the powerful things he said in his music when he talked about black culture and things that we could relate to, especially being young and seeing himself. And you're, you're and an icon. It's a complete it's a complete like one eighty from what what he was talking about before. Mm-hmm. But people gotta realize though, if you have ever seen mental illness in your family or know someone, that he literally is mentally ill. So we put in on mental illness? Do we know that for sure? We got the documents nah, and stuff I've like that? I've seen it. The dude ain't right. The dude ain't right, and I don't, I don't, I take everything he says with a grain of salt. Like, I don't even really care what he has to say. I just feel like that's like my dad or somebody, like, like that's like, I don't know who the most influential person in your life is, mm-hmm. but like that's them being like this person. Like, dang, I look up to you. I love you. I stand behind everything that you say. Mm-hmm. And then, like, a few days from now, he he just... Contradicts everything that he says, bro. You're gonna be fucking devastated. Oh, that's how some of our parents are. They're more of a do you know? as I say, not as I do. You're just gonna be devastated. <laughs> you know? That's do, real. Do as I say, not as I do. I love my mm-hmm. father to death, but that's a lot of the way he is. Like, I me, think me and my dad are polar opposites, actually. Mm-hmm. I think, I think, <laughs> I think our investment in Kanye West and about what he's doing says more about us. Like, why Very do true. we care about what a rapper slash fashion designer? actually has to say about politics no you, yeah. you are completely right yeah that shows like our infatuation with celebrity keith is, yeah he's been saying that yeah, yeah keith has been saying i've never that. heard that perspective that's dope no nah, he's right he said why do we really care but <laughs> initially we cared about what he said in his music because it reflected a lot of our values yeah mm-hmm. so we connected to that yeah and when we connected to that we started like we started like allowing that to influence influence us in different situations so now we see him in politics and be like, oh, yeah, you know, and then he's doing this. And we like, like Kanye what the for fuck? president. Mm-hmm. are voting because he's nah. Kanye. Yeah, like, no, mm-hmm. no, you know, you don't get my vote, bro. Mm-hmm. Nah. And I don't want to I don't want to promote. I'm tr- here for Oprah and Michelle. I hope they I try to that. come through for the hood. Yeah, man. I, I, we, we need <laughs> I don't want, I don't like getting into politics too much because then I'll start talking bad about Trump and I don't want to do that. <laughs> I just rather not waste my breath. But <laughs> the craziest thing I've seen, I, we were at stand up 
um, on Thursday. Yeah, Thursday. Mm. Yeah, and there were like three white people telling Trump jokes. It just tripped me out. And we were in like it was a it was a, like a really split crowd. Like you uh-huh. you could visually tell some people voted for Trump, mm-hmm. and um, there were white people and they're making jokes about Donald Trump. So I was yeah, like, that's yeah. crazy. We, we, we don't want to believe that. Well, a vast majority of white America voted for Donald Trump, but everybody ain't voted for Trump. Everybody mm-hmm. don't. Everybody don't love Trump. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. everybody's entitled to love and dislike who they want. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, shit. It's ten thirty three. I don't know how far you live from, work from here. Like fifteen to fifteen of them. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> how, how far do I have to fifteen minutes. No, how far do I have to oh yeah, she got to go all the way back to uh, L A. Oh, oh shit. Tonight. Where are you from again? Los uh, Angeles. Well, uh, I'm staying in Canoga right now. Oh, Canoga? Yeah. yeah. Well, you know what? Actually, you're good. The time you're going to be leaving? Traffic. Perfect. Yeah. Traffic's going to be cool. Yeah. But if you had been leaving around three, four, Horrible. you'd been fucked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, when, that's when you got here. Huh, today, yeah. Yeah, it's all kind of shit going on it. at Grapevine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even on a Sunday? Mm, no, it's not bad on Sunday. Yeah. Sundays are not too bad. People are actually at home enjoying their family. I flew this morning. You said what? So I flew through LA this morning. Yeah. What time were you there? At 8.30, 8, uh-uh. like 8.10. There's a window. There's a window. That window is like from like 11, 11.40 to like almost 1. Mm-hmm. You could just float all through L.A. But after that, you fuck. Yeah. Well, you know what? It looks like we came to the end of this podcast. We're going to have to let these, this young, is dope, though. Let these young ladies leave. Thank I love you, everybody's opinion up here. No, no. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I have fun Even though we had some sure. mild disagreement, agreements, it slash happens. agreements. That, that's healthy. I, Honestly, yeah. I think that's healthy. Yeah. Get perspectives mm-hmm. because... You know, people believe in something until they have to prove it. Man. It makes sense. You're going to believe whatever right. you have to believe until you have to prove it. And then sometimes, you know, you get like today, I could have got to a space like, oh, dang, that makes sense. Yeah. I have to adjust like my beliefs in what this is and, yeah. you know, and vice versa. So I think having a conversation with people disagree, bro, that's healthy. I learned some crazy it stuff. It doesn't today. take away from anything. It doesn't yeah. take away from you as a person, me as a person, you as a person. Yeah. But, so I, I fuck with it. I love conversations like that. Like, it's important. Wow. Yeah, I definitely, I oh, definitely learned true. that. Yeah, the elong, the elongated it's head from Egypt. Yeah. yeah, I didn't learn. I learned some pretty oh, interesting I thought, stuff. I thought that was really just from like Daz. things. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Daz was great. Yeah, thank you. Shout out to you. Oh yeah, yeah. thanks for having me. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> You're so dope, bro. <laughs> yeah, but right. yeah, this is dope. Thank you so much. This was important. I love this. All right. Well, this is episode forty-three of the Chuckers Mind Podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. Boy K. Thanks. Peace. Peace. Peace.